on the way home, um, I saw a um, lorry carrying like snooker equipment. I can it crashed, right? I tell you what, there are fucking queues everywhere. <laughs> Make it stop. Make it stop. I just want to credit Jimmer for that one. Thank you, mate. <laughs> Good evening, Internet. And welcome back to another episode of In The Doghouse, the podcast where a packet of fags and a pint of beer last about as long as Jeffrey Dahmer's boyfriends. Oh! <laughs> this is, my friends, an outrage! Have you seen it? Have either of you seen it? The new Dahmer documentary? I've seen uh, Dribs not- and Drabs. No, not really. Don't really watch much. Oh, mate, it's so good. Chief's ten, been on it. Ten episodes, an hour each. Did them in a fucking day. And a day. <laughs> Proper Sunday, that was. <laughs> Proper Sunday. And I got, we were getting through them, and I said, are we going to do this whole thing in a day? She's like, yeah. I was like, fuck. So good. So the one thing that really... Well, I, don't, annoyed, I don't know if it's... It's not really good, is it? No, but it's like, it's... I knew a lot about, like, Dahmer, like most fucking white girls out there know all about every serial killer ever made. But um, I knew quite a lot about him, and I was a bit like, oh, is it going to be another one of those? Because I watched... Um, I watched another one that I was really disappointed with, but that was fucking brilliant. But I tell you what, there's one bit in it, right? Where like, uh, spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't watched it, shut your fucking earphones off or whatever. Um, he's like, he drills into people's skulls because he's trying to make sex zombies. So what he does, is he like gets a drill, he drills into their skulls and puts like acid in them because he thinks it's going to like make them sort of half daft and he can just keep them as like a sex person forever. Oh, I don't fucking know. Anyway, not really the point. What really fucking annoyed me was when he's, he gets his drill out, first of all, the fucking thing doesn't look like a cordless. It looks no, like... No, because it, it was back in the fucking 80s, Well, it looks like... It? Yeah, but it, he's, they're using it like a cordless. There's no cord on it. And oh. I'm like, well, he's just cut the, they've just cut the cord off a fucking corded drill for this. But, for obviously, for health and safety reasons... Um, it was blunt, it, wasn't it? No, or even better than that, there's no fucking drill bit in it. <laughs> and I'm sat there, I'm sat there with a wife, and I was like, this is fucking bollocks. She's like, what? I'm like, there's no drill bit in that. That's just really going to annoy you, just the, the chuck slowly doing up on your head. She's like, can you shut the fuck up with my bits? I want fucking drills! And I'm like, he'd be all right. He was would. it a Makita or Milwaukee? I don't know, some green thing. Look like a fucking 40-year-old oh, Hitachi. Like. Yeah, something like that. Uh, I was like, oh, I'm, oh no, you've totally taken me out of the realm of realism now. I just don't believe a fucking word of this. It was such... This <laughs> is, my friends, an outrage. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. It was really good, though. Yeah, mad props to the actor. I thought it was fucking brilliant. But anyway, sorry, enough about my little fucking side note. That's very fucking disturbing. Uh, let's, yeah, weird. Uh, Marlonis admin, let's go. Hold tight, right? Uh, thank you again to the patrons as usual. Mm. As we've said numerous times, we would not be here without you, beautiful bastards. Yes. Um. Obviously, our last t-shirt production has now stopped. Yes. New one is still in the pipeline. Yes, I've I may have started work on it by now. I may have not. Yeah. We're, we're, well, I'll get something done. Maybe do a Christmas thing. I don't fucking know. I'll think of something. Um. Yeah. Massive shout out to the Patreons. You can join the Patreon for as little as £1.25 a month, which is fucking nothing. Don't be a fuckface peasant. You know, if you if I was to see a patron in the wild, I would shake their hand. If, you, if I found you and you weren't, I'd probably kick you into traffic. So <laughs> there's that. 
to think about. It's a small price to pay. It is. <laughs> it is a small price to pay for me not kicking you in front of a bus. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, if you're a Patreon, you can obviously join the Discord, which is like where all of our community reside and where the cult is. Um, so if you'd like to join our cult... You and if can... you need a sample of Kool-Aid... Yes, we actually have Kool-Aid sent to us by the lovely one and only uh, Hector Neal. Um, he sent us, because uh, we always joke that we're a cult, but we're not. Well, maybe we are. I don't know. We'll see how these things go. Um, he sent a, he sent us a, just an envelope with, like, address to the doghouse, opened it, two sachets of Kool-Aid, and it just said, it is time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. End it all. Yeah, so if you want to join our cult, uh, you can, the link is in the bio for the Patreon. I keep forgetting to say that. Link's in the bio on Instagram. The link is in every episode description. It's little as £1.25 a month. It really fucking helps us. You might think it's only £1.25, but, you know, if enough of you do it, it means a lot to us. It means we can buy cool shit and do fun shit and make these episodes a lot better, sound better, make life easier for ourselves as well because, you know, fucking shit is hard. So, yeah, really appreciate that, guys. Thank you very much. And if you don't want to join it, well, it's fine. No, exactly. Yeah. Right. Uh, winter's here, isn't it, Reg? Winter is here. So, what we got for winter, Reg? Uh, we got some fucking hoodies! Yeah. We've finally done them. We could finally afford decent fucking hoodies. Because we could have done it last year. We could have got you really shit ones. Like, we've bought some crap ones before, haven't we? That are really fucking nasty and tacky and light. We were like, no, we're going to do it. We're going to do it right. So we waited a year. We got the money. Fucking boom. Thanks to you guys buying the merch from all of this year. We've managed to afford some nice hoodies. So we, by now, hopefully, if they're not, I'll just edit this out. If they're not here, <laughs> um, they should be in stock on the website live, hopefully. Um, yeah. So uh, we put some, uh, I think that that design was knocked around a while ago. Put it on the Discord, I believe. I think. Yeah, and they, I think kind of, did, those, yeah. they kind of helped us hone our craft with that one. They're out, they're cool. It's a nice fucking fresh design. Totally new, something totally different. I hope you guys appreciate it. it. Yeah. down heavy, gorgeous bit of kit. Yeah, Lovely. Gorgeous bit of kit. We should get a fucking soundboard for that, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, so uh, head on over, fucking treat yourself, treat someone else's wife. There's a saying there, I can't remember the exact quote. It's fun, don't get caught, all that good shit. Boom. <laughs> um, yeah. Just, just in time for Christmas as well. Exactly, ah, yeah. Treat the cold weather's here, Christmas is coming, don't be a scumbag. Buy some merch. Help us afford food and beer. It's great. And uh, buy beanies as well because yeah, they're back. Full, full fucking winter get up. Yeah. yeah. We get some, what else? We get some leg warmers and shit and we like do some like un- thermal underwear. Yeah. Yeah. Some built in vibrator. <laughs> I don't know about that. Shit. Well, I don't know. Some people like it. Branded butt plug, I say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Brilliant. Sweet. Okay, uh, just quickly before we introduce who we got on tonight, Marlon. Um, uh, it doesn't matter whether you are a small business or a large business or a person that is self-employed. Tax is a fucking asshole, all right? Everyone's got to pay it, but you can negate how much tax you pay by getting yourself a decent accountant. And what is a decent accountant, Marlon? The decent accountant is Orly Fox. Orly Fox, Chartered Accountant, is a sponsor of this episode. Um, I mean, anyone that's in business knows tax can be a fucking, it can be a real fucking pain in the ass. But, you know, are you, are you missing out on grants? Are you missing out on tax relief? Are you fully utilizing, you know, the money that you're making? There's nothing worse than working your fucking ass off all day and all night, working fucking every hour God sends to end up getting bummed in the ass by tax when a decent accountant could probably save you a lot of money and help you reinvest what you've made better and fucking get out of the uh, fucking... What do they say? What's that there? The old saying, um, 
A decent accountant's worth their weight in gold. Yeah, and don't work. Don't work harder, work smarter. Get yourself a decent accountant. So massive shout out to Ollie Fox for sponsoring this episode. Really appreciate it. You guys heard Kieran. The bloke's a fucking legend. He is literally the accountant you could go with for a pint with. So hit him up at www.orlyfox.co.uk. Hit him up on their socials at Ollie Fox. And I believe he gave us their email as well, which I could probably add to the episode description as well, but I can't remember it off the top of my head. So yeah, massive shout out to you, Kieran. Thank you very and much. And also link in fucking bio. Yeah, link in bio. All that good shit. You know worries too. Peace. Thank you. Right. Uh, Marlon, who are we joined by this evening? So tonight we are joined by the one, the only, Sean the Chef. Mm. Thanks for having me, boys. That's all right. No, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate no problem. It. No problem. It's nice. It's nice to have a guest that just managed to walk here for once. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Was, what, as you can might get... not be walking out. Might be stumbling. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> That's the plan. Uh, shout out to Omelette for the lilies and the enormous amount of beer that you brought us this week. So yeah, me and Sean are right on the fucking sweet stuff tonight. Yeah, it's a lovely drop. That is. It's fucking gorgeous, isn't it? Very, very delicious. Dangerously. Yeah. So um, how's your uh, how's your week been, mate? All right. Yeah, not too bad. A bit of a stressful week. Yeah? Yeah. I had a couple of days in bed where I was just run down, I think. Under the weather, like? Yeah. Um, Mrs. and the daughter were ill last week. She She's always picking stuff up from nursery. And yeah, I thought I got away with it because I was sleeping on the sofa trying to stay away from it. I love yeah. So you, you actually, like, put yourself in self in quarantine in your own house. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand what the sleeping on the sofa thing. Oh, because oh, oh, the wife had um, it, like. Well, they both like Ella's two and a half now, but she still she starts off in her in her bed next to us. But by about midnight, she's always in between us. Ah, uh, right. right. So three of us in the bed, all well. I didn't want that. Yeah, that's so. a lot of fucking germs being pumped out in one room. Yeah. Isn't it? So I thought I got away with it, and then yeah, Tuesday I was feeling pretty weak and stuff. I thought I had COVID to be honest again, so I did a test. I want COVID. Have you still got? Have you still got tests mm. like knocking around, or did you actually buy some? Um, Holly, I think Holly got in Tesco's. Oh, uh, really? You can buy yeah, them now? You can buy them. It was only one test. Oh, fuck me. How much was uh, that? Fuck, uh, fiver, I think. Oh, my uh, God. Jeez. <laughs> Pregnancy chest test is fucking cheaper, isn't Mate, it? I think I got a fucking crate of them home. <laughs> yeah. Fuck the NHS. And, uh, well, we spoke a bit off air about having a bit of van trouble at the moment, so that's been a bit stressful. But Yeah, man. That sounds like it fucking sucks. Yeah, uh, so I bought a van about three weeks ago, and the fucking thing hadn't started for two weeks, so. Mmm, van, van dealers. There. Uh, yeah, almost tra- as bad as Range Rover dealers. Traded in my car for it as well, so I've had no vehicle for like two weeks. Yeah. So I can fly by night. Apart from that, Bastards. yeah, it's been a good week. Apart <laughs> 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 from being ill and having no vehicle, yeah, I'm making yeah. it, making it through. Like, fuck, man, sounds like it sucks. Oh, uh, anyway, I hope then the fucking next week gets better mm. for you. Yeah, hopefully so, mate. What about you, Marlanis? Ah, uh, it's been all right, mate. Like Land Rover still suck dick. Um, nice. Yeah, they're fucking awful. Obviously, on the last episode, I mentioned about uh, trying to sell my bike. <laughs> how, how did it go? The saga continues. <laughs> so, the saga continues. Um, not long after we recorded that episode, someone was coming around to look at it. So I fired it up the day before. Lovely. Ran like a dream. Um, he came, had a look around it. Yeah, fucking lovely. Really liked what he saw. Had a quick scoot through the service history, etc. He's like, before I just ping the money over, just make sure it starts. The cunting thing would not start for the life of it. I was there for a good quarter of an hour trying to make the thing start. Nothing. What, while he stood there? While he stood there. <laughs> I'm like, it fired up yesterday. Look, I show you a video. It fired up yesterday. Did you want the ground to swallow you up at this point? I was like, well, I don't care anymore. <laughs> it's not going to start, mate. For... <laughs> 
I'll give you a tenner off. <laughs> he was like, no, if you, I'm still interested. If you get it started, send me a video. So he fucked off and I could hear it. You know when something starts a hydraulic? Well, it filled two when cylinders When you say up. hydraulic, what do you mean? So, uh, when... What have you done with my fags, Marlon? You've moved uh, them. Underneath your phone, I think. No, they're the, that's a fret. Oh, fuck. This is my friend's... What, what have I let myself in for, yeah? <laughs> Sorry, listeners. Marlon made some space for the cider and I thought he'd like squirrel my fags away. Why would I? No, like, <laughs> shut up. Thanks, Sean. Uh, Sorry, carry on. <laughs> so he fucked off. I ended up... Um, well, oh, right. When it starts a hydraulic, you can hear it because basically you've got a fluid of some description in the cylinder it's trying to compress and it's the trying fluid. to compress yeah, the fluid yeah. which it doesn't work um, so you can bump it over quickly and it'll get rid of it so I pulled all the plugs out there must have been half a fucking litre oh my god of petrol in the cylinders bearing in mind it's a 600cc yeah it's just like nearly, nearly <laughs> full um, cleaned all the spark plugs off put it back in double checked all the needles fired straight up is the bloke actually going to come back? I didn't even... I, did, I didn't bother messaging him back. What? Did you, yeah, le- you, did you at least get a video? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, I did. Just, yeah, I got a video. Why did you not tell him? Because like, he's come all that way. How far? Because I, I, feel, I felt bad. For messing him up. Yeah, but now you can be like, look, mate, it started and really... But then, you get it, then you've got to go through the, well, this problem, it's got a problem with the carbs now. But it, that's in the description of it. What, it's got a problem? It's got a car problem. It needs the carbs <sighs> stripping and cleaning. Oh, right. Because oh, well, it idles like a bag I of just, shit. I just message him and just be like, look, I've done it, mate. It starts, you know, come. Um, ah, someone's want. coming tomorrow, fuck him. <laughs> so, re- so this bloke came around and was really nice about it and was just like, yeah. mate, you're a prick. I am, yeah. <laughs> I'd just be like, look, I'm sorry to mess you around. I've got it started. If you're still interested, great. If not, don't worry. I totally understand. I'm sorry for wasting your time or like, you know, making Marlon like, no, nah, I just won't reply to him. You're like the... You're like the opposite. You're like the buyer in this situation. You're the bloke that doesn't, doesn't message back. I don't like. I think he's. If it was me going to look at it, yeah, and it, it didn't start when he said it started. You just wouldn't be interested. No, yeah, that's it. Oh, so, yeah, that's, mate, you'd probably be yeah. polite on the day and just be like, "Oh yeah, mate, I'll come back and really think it fucked up." Yeah, that's that it. Prick. I ain't fucking going back there. Um, no, I get you. Yeah, that's about it, really. That's how exciting my week's been. I have had not a lot going on. No. No, uh, shitload of merch going out. Busy. 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 Yeah. We got fairly pissed on Wednesday, was it? Was it Wednesday? Allegedly. Yeah. Mixmaster G round and um, Big Omelette come down with a shitload of beer and got... Oh, well, I, I didn't realise how quite how pissed I was. When you guys left, I was fairly fucking bollocks. Oh, was, mate, as your Thursday, fi- as your Thursday fi- was a struggle. As you'll find out. Yeah, you two were like, oh, fucking tomorrow's going to be hard. Bro. I was up at six. I was on and gone. I was quite amazed. I can't remember what I was drinking now, but oh, we finished a barrel of Amstelhof, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, getting a bit fruity towards the end, wasn't it? A little bit, a little bit metallic y. Anyone else find that when you get to a barrel of bottom of a barrel of Amstel, gets a bit like, oh no, you could just tell it mm. wasn't quite there, it wasn't its freshest, put it that way. It wasn't anywhere near gone, it still had loads of life in it, but the taste had changed, hadn't yeah. It? That was, and that had been on four weeks, I worked out. And do you know why that didn't last as long? Because we weren't cooling it down constantly, yeah, because we usually get eight weeks out of a fucking out of um lager before you get that. So there you go. For all those of you out there that have got a home bar, which is probably 0.0002% of you, 
uh, get some beer, water cool beer jacket. It will save you four weeks off your fucking barrel of beer that you buy. Or just drink it quicker. It's <laughs> hard, man. Oh, it's, we, I mean, we put in fucking work in here. That's 88 pints, you know. We're only in here recording like once, twice a week tops. We, we, we try our best. <laughs> Yeah, Reg, how's your week been, mate? It's not been too bad, actually. Um, it's not actually from this week, uh, but I think it was last week. If you start to talk about your electric bill, I'm going to punch you. No, it's not. Uh, I went, I went to Dunelm, right? So, um, oh, uh, this th- now listen. Now this is after we had a bit of an IKEA experience the other day, where I took the wife to IKEA and bought some fucking crap. Anyway, no meatballs, though. I was a bit, no, but I was a bit long in the tooth in this fucking furniture shopping. So I realised, like, I know how to do this now. So what I did was we went, I said, what do you want? And she told me what she wanted. And of course, not Ikea. She ain't got to follow the fucking arrows or whatever this bullshit is. So go in there. This is what you want. You want a chair for your office, right? Chair for office. We're going to chairs. We're not going to look around fucking light fixtures. We're not looking at curtain rails. We're not looking at pictures of fucking puppies in shitty photo frames. We're going directly to the chairs. So we went to the chairs. She didn't, didn't know what she wanted. So a little fucking to and fro. I'm there looking at bar stools. Um, so anyway, she turns around, she's like, this is the chair I want. Now, I haven't told this story before, have I? No. Not on the podcast, no. Um, so I find this chair, right? And the only way I can describe this chair to you is, do you remember it at grandmother's house? Every, I swear every grandmother had one. Now, when I say this, people are going to be like, fuck, I know what you're on about, Reg. The one which lifts itself up? Not quite. No. It's so easy to get in and out of. No, it's it's the chair. The one that goes up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> That's called the stairway to heaven. <laughs> no, it was, it's, it's, so imagine you got, your nan's got this red velvet chair, like a sort of plush velvety type chair, but the fucker's been sat in front of the bay window for about 20 years. I was like, the, ah, faded. The cunt's gone nearly a pale pink, right? Now that pale pink is the fucking colour my wife wanted this chair and the chair was there. Now I'm looking at, because I don't know if anyone else been done Elm, it's kind of like the warehouse is kind of the shop as well. They literally have the chairs in boxes, like behind the display unit. I found this chair. She sat in it. She liked it. I thought it was a bag of shite. But anyway, it's not the point. Couldn't find any of these fucking boxes to go with this chair. So I call her old fucking six pound an hour shag nuts on a fucking Saturday, 16 year old ball bag. All right, mate. I said, you got any of these? Uh, I don't know. You got any out of the back? Uh, I don't know. Okay, well, that's helpful. <laughs> um, so I go over and find some other woman who looked like she was a bit fucking, you know, a couple more years experience under her belt. Oh no, we um we don't stock that one anymore. I was like, all right, yeah. Um, well, what's the score with this one? Well, it's a display model. Oh, I said, oh, I don't mean to be condescending here, but why are we, <laughs> why are we displaying a chair that we're not selling? Um, oh, oh, I don't know. I was meant to go. I was meant to go back. Go back where? Oh, I don't know. They just go on a lorry. <laughs> all right, okay. I'm thinking. I'm gonna really need to dumb this situation down. Can I buy the chair? I was yeah, literally. I was like, so. What about if I bought the chair? Oh, oh, this Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I reckon we. Could, I reckon we could do that. I said, "Do you reckon?" <laughs> I reckon we could. <laughs> you are a fucking oh, fucking right you? on. I said, "What do you want for it then?" I said, "No, how much is it?" This is her saying this. I was like, oh, but "We're gonna have to find the label." You're talking we? to yourself. Like- <laughs> Geeing yourself up. Yeah. <laughs> just there in the corner, like, I'm going to get a deal. Who's going to get Look, a deal? Reggie's going to get a deal. <laughs> so, oh, we better find the label then. So me and her lift this chair up, like like we're lifting up some sort of god you know, that sat on it. Oh. And underneath is the label. And it's like, I don't know, fucking 180 quid or something. And I looked at her, she looked at me, I said, that's not happening, is it? She was like, oh no. 
can't send Alexis display model for that. I was like, no, we can't. Look at the legs. They beat the fuck. They weren't. They just had a couple of little light scratches in a tiny little yellow stain on the arm. Bleach. I was like, I fucking know. Anyway, I said, where are we going to come to on that? Oh, I don't know. Oh, fuck me. You don't know a lot, do you? <laughs> Get the 16 year old back here. Yeah. <laughs> fuck me. Anyway, so I said, I said, well, who's going to. Am I going to make an offer or are you going to tell me what it is? What? I'll have to get me manager. <laughs> Got the manager. I thought, here we go. We're on big dogs here now, boys. Fucking big dogs here. All right, mate. Yeah, yeah. What's a, what score is this, You want to buy the X display model, do you? I thought, fucking Jesus Christ. <laughs> here we go again. <laughs> yeah, I do, mate. Yeah. I reckon, I reckon we can do you 60% off. Fuck me, I grew, you've never seen someone grab a chair so fast. <laughs> I grabbed that chair and I flipped the cunt upside down. I put it on my head <laughs> like a crown. <laughs> I walked straight to the checkout. Checkout girls there. I'm like, right, they've obviously, oh, well, little headsets in there. So I'm like, I'm assuming. Breaker, breaker, yeah, one nine. This uh, absolute once in a lifetime thing has happened and everyone in the shop knows. She's like, all right. I was like, yeah. Where's the box? Oh, fuck me! <laughs> Sex display shag! Sex display, I got a deal on it. 60% off. Surprised you didn't haggle for 75, to be honest. <laughs> oh, do you know what? I've been there so long and I just thought this is such a fucking story. I'm just taking it as it comes. <laughs> I was too, I was too enthralled when my missus was staring at me like, please fucking stop. So anyway, got the fucking, got there till. So I, anyway, she was like, I said, get your manager on the fucking, on the Bluetooth there. Oh yeah, yeah, got it, got it. 60% off. All right, tidy, tidy. Do you want anyone to help you carry it out of the car? It's like, well, no. I said, because your multi-story's got a really low-hanging fucking bar and I got the spotlights on the... And I thought, why am I saying this? I said, car don't fit in the fucking uh, multi-story. I'm across the road. All right, yeah. So I walked through the entire shopping centre. And this is in Yeovil. Anyone who knows will know where I'm at, right? I'm in Yeovil. Walked through the entire shopping centre with the chair on my head, like a fluffy crown. And I just strolled straight through there across a main road. And she was like, take it off your head. I was like, it's the easiest way to carry it, bitch. <laughs> Shut the cunt to the back of P38, drove home. So I was drove home at a bit of pace. So he's knocking around in there a bit. And she was like, oh, careful. I was like, what are we going to do? Damage the legs? It's fine. It's X display. <laughs> so yeah, bought a fucking chair. A bit of, I never thought I'd go and buy a chair and it'd be such a tale, but. There you go. Good story. Yeah, that was fucking, yeah, so we've got a chair. Fucking, that's the end of that story. I hate Danelm. Oh, mate. My soul leaves my body when I go to Danelm. It's a a horrible place. It's a strange place. It's kind of like an upper class home base almost, isn't it? Is it? I don't know what it is, really. It's just uh, filled full of home stuff. It's kind of a cross between like home base, B&M, and like Ikea. But it's a lot more expensive. Oh, and, uh, and, and the range. And the range. And what's the other one that went out of business? Laura, Laura Ashley. A bit like that. Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, I don't know. It was a bit, hmm. Anyway, so, so, anyway, I don't mean to drag on for too long, but I thought this was too good not to share. So when we were in here on Wednesday having some beers, do you remember I put on, I put on a song just before we left? And it was quite hard bass, super hard bass. Yeah, do you remember it? I don't. Oh, wait, well, you'll find you'll remember it in a minute. And um, I didn't realize how pissed I'd got, but I was quite drunk by the end and you'd left and I carried on in here. Now it was a bit of a haze and I can't remember what I was doing, but I was doing some stuff in here, just stuff in general. And uh, so I was like, oh, well, I'm doing stuff. Can't really, I think I was kind of tidying, but when I came back in, I was like, I haven't really tidied anything. So I'm not really sure what I was up to. Um, so I put the big speakers on 
And <laughs> God, I was playing snakes in tracksuits. <laughs> like, I was just like on repeat. And <laughs> you've obviously heard the episode with Jovi. It was literally what happened to Jovi. We got a text from the wife at one o'clock in the morning. It was like, please, can you stop playing Snakes in Tracksuits? <laughs> it's one o'clock in the morning. Now, anyone that doesn't know what Snakes in Tracksuits is, Google it, uh, Spotify it, whatever, and you'll understand how heavy that was. She's like, how loud was it? She was like, well, put it this way. You've introduced yourself to the new neighbours. <laughs> oh, goody. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. I might even cut this and put a little snippet of Snakes in Tracksuits right here. Sean, you are a chef. Indeed. Sean the chef. Hence the name. How did you, where not, did you start Sean out? The <laughs> not Sean the chef. Um, yeah, so I started out from school. Started washing dishes and stuff just for a bit of pocket money, but a bit of cash. Um, I originally wanted to be an accountant, believe it or not. What the hell? <laughs> That's well weird. Yeah, I was quite good at maths at school. Um, thought that was what I was going to do, go to uni, do be an accountant, blah, blah. Just started washing dishes, just for a bit of, like I say, a bit of cash. And then after, well, I think I washed up for a whole year, like literally a whole fucking year of just washing dishes. And then but finally they like, oh, Sean, do you want to play up the desserts or do the starters or do something different? I was like, oh, yeah. So I started doing that messing about with the desserts and just like not not really cooking anything but just sort of plating them up you know putting the ice yeah. cream on the cheesecake whatever and sent decorating it and then started i started to really like it and i was oh, i quite like this actually and then um i got offered a, like to do an apprenticeship when i left school um so i kind of gave up on the accountant then i was like yeah you know what I'll, mm. fuck it i'll do it and that's what i did i left school um started it in the same restaurant uh, and then started moving up the ranks, started doing the starters and dessert. And I was doing, um, I wasn't going to college, but I was doing a college course. She was coming out to me once every two two or three weeks. So I was doing all my college work sort of at home in, in my downtime. Uh, kind of like a night school yeah, night course. like a big old folder, like MVQ level two. So I did all that like at home and she came out and sort of assessed me while I was working. Yeah. So yeah, it was quite nice. I was earning full-time wages like from 16 you know, none of my mates had any money and I always had a bit of money and I was learning the trade as I went along. Yeah, and then I fully qualified by the time I was like 17. Yeah, I worked in the same restaurant there for eight and a half years, I think. Fucking hell. So I was Jesus. 50, uh, 23 and a half and then left there, went to some other place and just sort of, you know, in this trade, like I listened to your Chef James thing and it, you know, it rung true a lot of things what you were saying. It's, it's more about experience in this trade it's not like the paper doesn't really mean nothing yeah so yeah i just went did a few other jobs and i think i was head chef by the time i was 23 fucking hell that's uh, some going in yeah. it yeah <laughs> you don't strike the weird thing with two chefs on now and neither of them strike me as quintessential chefs like you know obviously you see your gordon ramsay and all these fucking idiots on the television but even then like i've you, the few chefs that i've known prior to this mm. I've been very, you know, I don't mean to fucking... Not everyone wears a tabard. When tar, out, no, right? but tar them all with the same brush, like, but, you know, they're fucking egotistical, you know, not arrogant, but very, you know, loud and, you know, so uh, an inflated self, uh, sense of self-importance, but you seem proper laid back, Sean. Yeah. You're fucking chill as No, fuck, I'm man. very laid back. I don't, I don't see the point in shouting at someone. I, I, and I'm, 
as head chef, I was always hands on. So like you see, when you get to a certain level, you get like head chef, executive chef, and you they basically do all the paperwork. They don't actually do any do cooking. Any. Really? Right. No. So I've always been like you know lead by example. You know, if I'm I'm doing the sixty hours in the kitchen, I expect my staff to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, and I've never like you know I don't feel I've needed the need to shout at people to get my point across. It's like they know if you're pissed off of them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. <laughs> Do you um is that do you think that's is that the way you were sort of brought up in the industry or is that a way that you your own ethos? Um, probably my own ethos. I think I was always quite shy as a kid. Like we, I was born in Ireland, so we moved over when I was ten. So I was obviously all my friends were in Ireland. Moved over. I think I was in the in year six in St Paul's when I moved over. So I was like straight into the top in that school yeah, yeah. I had no friends so I didn't really speak to anyone and then you moved straight out of that school into a new school yeah then I was up into um, Whitstone starting off at the bottom there and I still that was a year later still didn't really have any friends in the area and so I was always quite shy so I've always been like that I like you know it took me a long time to get my confidence and build friends up over there it was a bit yeah, it was hard work moving from a different country with all your friends. Yeah, I bet it was, yeah. man. Like, especially mm. at that age. That's like formative years, isn't it? Like, in your sort of, yeah. you know, when you're really becoming like an actual person with like, you know, you mm. can get, develop a sense of personality from that sort of age onwards, you know, when you're in secondary school and shit. And if you're getting ripped out of like where your mates are and that to a new school, we don't know fucking know. Especially when you're at secondary school and you're chucked in with, you went from a school, I guess, of like at primary where it was like, I don't know. 100 kids tops-ish. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like chucked in with like 700 other kids. It's a bit of a fucking jump, like. It's a bit bit different when I got to year 11 because I've got quite a big family so I'm the oldest of eight. So by the fucking time... Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. You Catholic? That is something. Yeah. Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mom, got it, got mom, it. All boys apart from the youngest one's a girl so I think wow. mum just kept going until she had a girl like, oh, another boy. <laughs> another boy. <laughs> There's so many families like that. Yeah. But by, so by the time I was in year 11 I'd all my brothers were in like year 10, 9, 8, except like ah, I had a brother right. all literally all the way yet down. So <laughs> yeah, I had a bit of confidence then like when all the brothers were there and stuff, it's a bit different. But. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good hell. Um, go about the sort of like working in the kitchen and that. Um, do you find it works better being sort of a bit more chill, a bit calmer, creating a nicer work environment opposed to this like, yeah, chef. Yeah. Bollocks. Oh yeah. Definitely. Um, it's a stressful environment and you know, you can't do nothing about it. It's fucking all these tickets are coming on. I know I've worked with so many people and they're just, they get so stressed. They're like shouting at all the other staff. Like, oh, fucking I'll slow the tickets down. Like, and I'm just like, mate, let's just yeah. do it. Like, take a step back a take, little bit. Yeah, just breathe. Look at it, let's go. We've got to do it. This is our job. This is what we get paid to do. Like, you getting in that state is only going to make it worse and you're making the whole yeah. team, like, anxious and fucking... That's it, a little bit on edge. edge. Yeah, just calm down. Let's just get on with it. We'll do it as fast as we can. We'll, mm. You know, we'll all communicate who's doing this, who's doing that. Let's just get the tickets out. And then, like, I've actually had that conversation with people and when they hear that, they're just like, oh, all right. And then, literally, and then it just flows and you send the food out faster and yeah. more perfect. Whenever everyone's working yeah. together, it's like, you are a team. Yeah. What is it? They say, um, slow is smooth, smooth is fast. And I tell you what, that, that is a, that's a really, I've, 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 ever since the first time I heard that, I was like, that's so fucking true. Like, if you just concentrate on what you're doing, get it done right, like, things flow fucking nicely and mm. shit gets done. If you start, the moment you start flapping, it all, it's just going to take 10 times as long and it's just going to go 10 times worse, if you know yeah. what I mean. You, you literally did, you know, I I've never been a flapper, but you just look at them and they just, they can't fucking function. They just, the brain's just 
They're trying to do 10 no. things at once. They're trying to flip this yeah. and fucking cut that. And you're like, just calm down, man. Just do yeah, one thing at a time. We'll get it done. Just, yeah. Yeah. And I feel so those, those are the sort of people as well that I've found are the people that can't delegate mm-hmm. as well. They, they're so fucking worried about everything going on. It's like, hang on a minute. Just take a breather. You've got five other people around you that that's aren't it. flapping. Yeah. That Set take some shit on Yeah, them. that's it. Delegate some fucking labor, man. Like you've got, a, you've got a, staff, a, a team of staff here that all know what they're doing. That person does this. You, that person does this. And you know what? You can just step back and do oversight or just fucking carry on doing those stakes or whatever. Yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I think is, um, you know, managing people is a, that must be a huge part of, you know, working in a kitchen. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's the hardest part, is that, and that's why I like to go about my doing my way and just being laid back and being being mates of everyone, but not to the extent where they can just walk over you. No, and take the that's piss. the like, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you know, be... I, I, I still go out for a beer with the, with the guys afterwards, and if someone fucked up or if someone did something, I'd bring it up then and be like, "Come on, let's go for a beer," and then yeah, just talk, talk, about, talk about it afterward and say, "Look, this is this didn't go right." Well, you're you're not prepared, you're not prepped up enough on starters or you need to be in a bit earlier, this, that, that. You know, sort it out after work and have a beer and that's how I've always been with the, where I've worked, to be honest. I think it's a really good way to like approach things like that, especially when it comes to discipline and stuff. It's, it's not, if you scream at someone in the middle of, in the middle of fucking, what do you call it? In the middle service. of service. service. That's it, there we go. Look service! At <laughs> if you scream at people in the middle of service, like you're saying it in front of everyone else yeah. and that makes them look like a fucking bitch. And they're going to take that the wrong way. Whereas like you said, if you catch them like after work, have a quick drink and like, you know, like, we're still mates, but mate, you know, just need to do yeah. this this way. And, like, I, th- I think you get more respect not doing it that way. Absolutely. Like, I've worked, a lot of my old head chefs, they are, they wear ball bags and that and they used to just shout, just shout for the hell of it. Like, like say, watching too many Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, yeah. And no one, everyone used to bitch behind their backs. Like no one respected them at all. In the uh, shit. So I, I kind of hope where I was, like people actually respected me and thought, yeah, he was right. You know, he, Everything he says, he's right. So yeah, we just got to go with what he says. And Marlon, we've totally forgotten the guest questions, and you did it, not me, for once. I know I was going to put them in. Oh, you got oh, after, so, oh yeah. Shit, I realized. Oh. I realized what uh, I did. All right, you go, let's do them now. I've brought it out. Let's yeah. do them now. Fuck it. Um, right then, what is your go-to drink? Well, I, I love cider, like you know. You know, that's just Katie as well. I seen that. You've seen Katie's. one of those. That's a, you're a yeah. Matt, so I, I brought one with me. I walked over and. I do like that because I don't. I don't really drink a lot at home, to be fair. But if I do, I like to feel it. If you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> if I do, so strong it's special, shit. Bro. Yeah, well, up the co-op, they used to do three of them for whatever. So I used to buy three. I wouldn't keep them. If I knew I wanted to drink, I'd go to co-op and buy three. Yeah, yeah. And then I drank three, and I knew I had them. Yeah, you're like me. And <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't really. It sounds weird. Like, I've already said it before on the podcast. But I don't keep it. I don't keep drinking the house like, at all. No. I don't drink weekdays at all. I only no, drink I when I'm like with the boys or. If it's like I'm doing something or like, you know, socially. But other than that, I don't drink. Like if I'm just sat down with a wife, she'll have a beer or a glass of wine or something. But I have yeah. no interest in it. But yeah, man, Katie's a fucking one. That's just Katie. You ever done the Katie challenge? No, what's that? Oh, 12 bottles of Katie. Oh, no. it's, I don't think it's ever ended well. I've only three of them and I've, I'm in bed. I, <laughs> I don't think it's ever ended well for anyone that's tried the Katie challenge. I don't recommend it that anyone should try it. It's no. fucking awful. What percentage is it? Ah, uh, It's like 7.4. Oh, it's more than I thought. Jesus. I think I... I get quite bloated. I, I do like spirits as well. So I, if I had three of them and wanted to carry on drinking, I'd probably go on to like a rum and coke. Yeah, like, yeah. Like um, Captain Morgan's. Love that. I, I, that's why I, I can't keep that at home because I will just drink the whole bottle. <laughs> 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 I miss it wake up and I'm on the safe. Like, yeah. yeah, that's the thing. I'm the same. I can't just, that's the thing. I'm not like I'm addicted, not at all, but like, I can't just have one pint. No. If I'm drinking, I'm drinking to have a good time. 
Um, but like when I'm sat on the sofa watching fucking 10, ser- 10 episodes of Jeff Dahmer, like I can't, I can't, I can't like just start necking beers. I'm like, whoa, look at this guy. He's going to go, <laughs> he's going to go fucking dead in, in a minute. <laughs> no, no, it's not really. Yeah, I, I, I don't see the people that go out and have one or, you know, if I want to drink, I'll drink to get pissed. Or, yeah, 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 man. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same. I'm like, if I'm drinking, I'm fucking drinking. Yeah. As we found out recently, as I just can't seem to get past that. Old park, Buzz Lightweight. Yeah, fuck him. <sighs> So, uh, favourite thing to cook? Favourite thing to cook. I get asked this a lot. Obviously, I love steaks. Probably a ribeye steak is one of my favourites. But simple thing, like I cook a lot of, I love sausage and mash. We have that oh, yes. probably once a week. It's one of my favourite meals. I literally had that tonight. Yeah. Yes. You can't beat like, you know, the cottage parties. Just, but I love, um, I love my seafood. Yeah? Yeah, I love seafood. What's your favourite seafood dish? I'm, I'm, I like seafood. I'm not, I was a connoisseur, seafood. but I love seafood. Well, seafood and eat it. Hey. <laughs> uh, well, I don't. We don't have it at home very often because it's expensive. But it is you know, scallops. Impressive. I love scallops. Ooh, mussels. Man, I ain't never done scallops. I've had mussels. I ain't never done scallops. Yeah, scallops are one of my favourites. Do you think lobsters overrated? Yeah. Yeah, I do as well. <laughs> fucking jeez, can't worry about my fucking yeah. wife in a minute. Because yeah. every time we go anywhere, she's like, oh, God, they got lobster. And I'm like, you're just eating lobster because you know it's expensive. Like, it, I don't, it's all right. It's nice. Does not deserve the fucking price tag. No. Give me a not. crab any day. Man, I'm a monkfish. Oh, oh monkfish. Fuck nice, it. Yeah. Monkfish don't agree with me, but I just can't help myself. Every time I see it, I'm like, oh, fuck it, I'll deal with the consequences later. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Well, what, what happens when you eat monkfish? Oh, I just shit through you. I have a needle, mate. Oh, there is something in it. Anything else? So we've got milk, monkfish. <laughs> Too much bread. <laughs> yeah, no. I also... have a dinner? Monkfish sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Glass of milk and all. Yeah, wash it down with. <laughs> oh. right, Reggie's going to be useless later. Right? Fuck's sake. I tell you what, I, have, I had, um, when I was in Catalonia last, uh, last year? Yeah, I reckon last year. Mm. I had a swordfish steak. Fuck me, that is gorgeous. Yeah, proper that. meaty, isn't it? Oh, yeah, mate, like... it's like it's literally like a steak, but yeah. slightly more like flaky. Oh, if you ever if you ever get a chance, Marlon, get yourself a fucking swordfish steak. Rog. Holy shit, they're incredible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love all stuff like that. We have salmon quite a lot. That's like a cheaper. <laughs> yeah, but salmon's good though. Like I know it's like cheaper because it's like often. Well, every lot... time I have salmon, I put it on Snap like like everyone does. Me and my family will send each other what we're having to. And every time I have salmon, it's like two bits of salmon is like three quid a little or whatever. Yeah. My dad's like, oh, someone's doing well with the business. <laughs> <laughs> well, dad, it's fucking salmon. Like, we, give, we give Ella, our daughter, salmon. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's, it's not you that expensive. You piece of shit. Oh, someone's done well this week. <laughs> <laughs> They're just salmon having bread and tripping. I don't know, maybe, like. maybe in the old days, like salmon, like getting yeah, out was, that, a, that's was a bit it. of a, a novelty. It's a bit of a treat because they, all they used to have back then is like potatoes, really. Yeah, uh, fucking bovril. <laughs> Bodfurl. Uh yeah. I, have, I haven't. Is it like a, it's like a meaty drink, isn't it? Well, well it's um gravy, isn't it, really? Is it just like what the fuck? I've never had it. Like people like joke about it, but I've never had it. I think we should do it. Let's What's try. the other oval teen? Let next podcast, that's what we'll do. We'll, we'll, get, some, we'll get some bovril on the podcast <laughs> and see Damn what it. we reckon. <laughs> Alright, and what's uh what's the most mental thing to happen to you on a night out? Oh god, this well, there's been so many things and all my mates will laugh. Because a lot of my mates play rugby for well, so we do have some serious big nights out, like 40, 50 of us at a time. Oh, yeah. So, I was at a wedding with some Wales rugby lot the other day. Yeah. Uh, I know the score. Yeah. Rugby tours. 
we normally go rugby. It's, it's funny because I've never played rugby in my life. Like, <laughs> Still got <to> like. <laughs> well, I, I, I tell you, I have once. I lasted about four minutes. Dislocate. I came out from my brother who broke his collarbone, and they. I was just on the side, and they were like, "Sean, Sean." So I went on. They fucking white trainers on, like they, <laughs> you know. And within four minutes, I got tackled, and I was in the hospital with fucking broken, uh, dislocated shoulder. Oh, fuck. That was the first time I played. But I always go on rugby tour every year. I'm a bit like. Bit of a mascot, just go for the drink. And <laughs> Did you go on the most recent one? No, I haven't been for a couple of years. Uh, right. Since Ella was born, I haven't been, but I used to go every year. I've heard some tales. I'm, but yeah, yeah, the funny the one story when we were there, it was three of it. Like when you're on rugby toy, you're like a legend. If you've been before, you're a virgin. Virgin, yeah. And the legends have to go with the virgins. Yeah. And yeah and the, the virgins, all weekend, they do whatever you, the legend asks them to do. So even though you're not. Were you, a, were you a legend? Yeah, yeah. I've Even, been though, like you've times, times. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you've never played a day of rugby. Even though you've never played a day of rugby. What, four minutes? You're still like, yes, yes, you who gets out on the pitch every fucking yeah. Saturday. I'm the king, you're the bitch. Yeah, it's just a good weekend away, so I used to just go every year. <laughs> like, used to me. But yeah, we were out one night, and my my virgin actually ended up getting beat, <laughs> beat the fuck out of us. Oh, there's, shit. There's three of us, we were like, we're always the last one, you know, fucking everyone's in the strip clubs or doing, like, we're, we're not into that, we just like fucking getting pissed. <laughs> so we're always in the bar and that, and we're walking home, and these fucking, about six or seven black blokes, like, jumped, they were after something, and they ended up jumping on us. They beat the fuck out my virgin, he was about 17, 18 at the time, like, uh-huh. literally black eye, fucking bleeding lip. You have to tell us uh, off the podcast who this is. And, uh, yeah, well, my other mate got bit, beaten black and blue as well, and, so the six of them all crowded around me and I didn't know what to do. I'm not a fighter. So I just led on the floor. I pretended to cry. I was like, oh, well, leave me alone. <laughs> and I hit my eyes and they did. They just fucked off. So, <laughs> so anyway, I'm getting these other two up. I'm like, fucking hell, ringing the ambulance. By this time, all the other boys have come over and they see these two, like black and blue. And they look at me and they're like, Sean, what the fuck happened? And I'm like, mate, I fucking just beat the fuck out of all right. <laughs> <laughs> they were like yeah look there's not a mark on you I was like yeah well, you fuck I just beat the fuck out of eight of them <laughs> and mate, I, kept, I, I didn't tell anyone for like two years <laughs> and then I was like Sean what really happened and I was like oh, I led on the floor and pretended to cry and they just they just went <laughs> so yeah that's always quite a funny one mate if you've, seen, if you've seen two of your mates falling in front of you you just got to be like how am I going to get out oh, of this like, someone's got to oh, be like to tell this my, my mate my best mate, he had a, his lip was out here, he looked like Daffy Duck. And then the next day, his missus rang, and we were on the bus getting to rugby or whatever. And you know the little hole in the seat on the bus? Yeah, and, yeah. And the headrest? He was like that, trying to put... <laughs> not to like, show tr- her. Not to show her his lip, his lip out here, like Daffy Duck talking. Fuck. And she was like, Tom, have you been punched? And he was like, nah, nah. She was like, let me see your lip. He's like... <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what the fuck happened? He's like, oh, I fell down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. that, was, that was quite a mad one. Yeah, I've got a lot of stuff that I probably couldn't say on air, but that was one, nah, that, that's <laughs> one that jumped to my head. Man, that's fucking brilliant. Um, so yeah, sort of getting bit out of fucking course here. But um, so why did, what what made you pack it in in the uh, in the kitchen, <clears throat> working in the pubs um, and the restaurants and whatnot? Well, like I say, I've been doing it a long time now, so. Started at 15, I'm 35 now. So at the time when I started my own business, I've always wanted, I've always felt like I wanted to do my thing, but I didn't, I sort of got held back a bit because when I started at 15, I worked with this, who was the head chef then. He went on to 
own like a uh, manager golf club. So I was head chef there. That's when I was 23 and was head chef. Worked there for a while. And then he ended up buying a pub. So I worked with the same guy for 15 years. And he was sort of holding me back because he was always promising me um, uh, like percentage of the business. No, uh, another score. Um, uh, company hell. van. Oh, Sean, you're going to get it all. So I was working my fucking absolute nuts off thinking I'm getting some of this back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Carrots always just yeah. a little bit in front of you. Like. I got to ask, so yeah, 15 to 30, I worked with this bloke all over Oxford. Like when I was saying earlier, off Jesus. same guy. <clears throat> and I got, yeah. And I just said to him one day, he bought this pub. He was always in his chef whites, but he was out in the bar getting pissed, chatting to the customers. Uh, and I was in there busting my balls. Yeah. And I, I said to him one day, I said, mate, I, I need a hand in this kitchen. It's no good you putting your chef whites on and, <laughs> and not doing fuck all. Yeah, mate, yeah, cleaner white. Do you ever watch Emmerdale? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cleaner whites and, no, and that fucking uh, chef on there. I can't remember his name now. Mar- Marlon. Marlon. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he's called Marlon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, put the brand new chef jacket on and go out on the. And I'm like, oh, I said to him, mate, I need a hand. I can't fucking do this on my own. I'm doing seven days a week, you know, 12 hours a day. I, I can't. It's too much. Like, yeah, so all I said, look, I need another chef. Put an advert out, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then um, he come in the next day with Chef Boy saying, right, what do you want me to do, Sean? What do you and I was like, oh, fucking hell. Right, can you do this, do that, peel all these potatoes, do that. And he did it for like 10 hours. And I thought, oh, fucking hell. That was weird. And then I went home that night and I thought, no, he's only doing that. Oh, I've got to say, I'll hand him a notice in because I was like, if you don't get oh, another chef. Right. If you don't get another chef, I'm handing him a notice in. So oh. then the next day he come in, worked like a 12-hour chef, worked like a dog. I was like, fuck me. Could have done that before. Yeah. And I went home and I thought, no, he's only doing that because I've had my notice. Like, yeah, he's you know, scared. Two or three weeks down the line, he'll be back to normal, back behind the bar. He's, well, he's probably, yeah, that's it. Yeah, so I ended up handing my notice in. It was a funny story, actually, because I'll give him a written note, I'll give him that verbal notice, or whatever, and then I'll come in, give him a little, I said, Andy, mention his name. <laughs> I'll give you, uh, here's your, my written notice, blah, blah. My last day is on the 4th of April, whatever. So for them four weeks, he was in the kitchen. He was all nicely panicked. Oh, do you want to go? Do you want to go play snooker after work? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? And suddenly, a week had gone. It's three weeks left. I'm like, still no chef. Blah blah. Oh, oh, oh do you want to thinks... go fishing next week? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? Do you want to uh, yeah, just it got to two weeks left, and then we we had like a we did have a trainee, but he was like more of a wash rubber. I didn't really know. <laughs> so got one week left, and I said, mate, does he know that I'm going next week? Like I am literally leaving next week. Does he know? And he's like, oh, I don't think he thinks you're leaving. So when it, when it came to the 4th or whatever, my last Sunday, I've gone up, so I used to stay, we were good mates, so I used to stay there, I had a lot of clothes upstairs, blah, blah. So I've gone around, finished my shift, went upstairs, come down with like a little stalk with a little bag. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a transient yeah. hobo. <laughs> Shaking all the staff's hands, saying, nice to work with you, blah, blah, take it easy. And uh, he's like, mate, what are you doing? I said, it's my last shift, isn't it? Oh, he literally thought. He literally didn't. And he, obviously, he was so this was a Sunday. It's about eight o'clock on a Sunday. He'd been drinking all day. Uh, so by then, he was a bit fucking sort of getting all feisty and that, squaring up to me. I was like, "No, mate, I said, mate I've give you a verbal written uh, verbal notice. I've give you a four week written notice. This is the four weeks up. What, what do you mean? Oh, what's Done, going on? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he's no sort of fucking squaring up. Fuck my, my brother was washing up, and he fucking he was like, "Oh, you can fuck off as well. You're fired. You can fuck off, fucking." And I was like, mate, what? I've given you a four, like, this is my last day. And I got in the car and he fucking chased after me down the road and was like, <laughs> nearly crying. He was like, 
Sean, Sean, if this really is your last day, just give me four weeks' notice. I was like, I fucking did! <laughs> fucking oh, did, really? Mate. Just, he, uh, obviously so delusional that uh, he thought just because he was putting in some effort in the so kitchen, I, he thought I, he was buying himself some yeah, time. And he, well, he was a bit of an alky in the end, but I, I wasted a lot of time. I wasted 15 years of my life there thinking I was going to get... You know, he bought, he, bought a, he bought a restaurant outright because of all my hard work doing all the oh. menus. Um, we were at golf club before that. Built up the from nothing. No one used to eat there. To really busy, you know. He, so all of his success success was off the off my back, and I was thinking I was getting a percentage of that. Yeah, and it never happened. Yeah. So fucking I wrong, wasted man. a lot, a lot of time on that. So I wish I started my own thing in my twenties. Um. So yeah, fast forward a couple of years, and we had, we had our daughter. She was born two days after lockdown. Jesus. Literally two days after twenty fifth of March. Ooh. Both uh, first time parents. Was that good or? Bad. I can't work awful. it. Awful. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought like, oh, lockdown, you get to spend loads of time with your kids. But... Yeah, but we weren't allowed grandparents over. Oh, it was nice shit. shit. Yeah. yeah. For the first six months of Ella's life, it was me, Holly and Ella, both brand new parents, didn't have a clue what we were doing. Oh, yeah, yeah. We couldn't get our grannies round. I uh, never even thought that. I just thought, oh, you got loads of time to spend with your kid. But uh, I'm like, yeah. Just I little things like Ella, Ella was struggling latching on, like breastfeeding, but like normal, you know, you couldn't. Your granny comes around, oh, I'll do this, do yeah, that, whatever. Fucking like, wet, no, no, the fucking, uh, what do they call them? The person that comes around. The midwives and stuff. Midwife, house, house visitor, whatever. Yeah, like usually yeah. they help with shit, but. So I think I think that was what really changed my, you know, my whole perspective on life. And I thought, do you know what? Do, you know, do I really want to go back working 80 hours a week in a restaurant and never seeing my daughter? Yeah. Working for someone else making money, which is what always happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, or do I want to do my own thing? And I still didn't know what I wanted to do, but. I thought, fuck it, I want to do my own thing. I'll do something. I'll do something from home. I mean, the, the brownies and that they did sort of come by chance. To be fair, I was quite, quite lucky how it fell into that sort of thing. I made, I made a Kinder Bueno brownie once for me and Holly, just, just for us during lockdown. Yeah. Put it on Snapchat, Kinder Bueno brownie, and of course everyone's on furlough, aren't they? So everyone's sat at home. Everyone's going oh, through shit, everything. Yeah. Fucking no one's working. They're all getting eighty percent for fucking sat at home. Going, fuck all. <laughs> They're like, oh, you selling them? I was like. Can do. How much you want to pay? And they're like, I don't know what. And I'm like, how much you want? Three quid each, four for a tenner. Yep. And I used to, and then that's how it started. I used to drive around to their house. There's four brownies. There's, you know, and it just spiraled out of nowhere. Fucking everyone was on it. Like, it just, it just went great. Well, to be fair, before, sorry, going back a little bit. Before that, I started off. Um, I started up a Facebook page called Sean the Chef, and I used to just do. Um, because I've always been a grafter, and went on. I was on furlough at the time, and I lit. We just had a daughter, but I still couldn't just sit around all day and do yeah, fuck yeah, all. Day. I was so bored. So I just started, every time I was cooking me and Holly tea, I started recording it. It was just literally me on my iPhone. You know, that was it. I didn't know how to fucking edit videos, nothing, but I was just making Kind of like it, make, t- tutorial type job or? Yeah, I was doing tutorials like uh, recipes and I was working out how to use iPlayer, iMovie, whatever it's called. And I was putting up little videos like this is how you do this. And then... I was doing, started off doing quite fancy things, thinking, you know, I'm a chef, this is how you make this. But people would message me, oh, can you show me how to do crispy roast potatoes or triple cooked chips or... So, yeah, I ended up, I've lost the page now. I'll go into that later if someone hacked me, but I had about 150 videos over the space of six months, seven, just eight going months. Into... Just, you know, like, like potato salad, like anything I made, I videoed it, basically. Yeah. Um, so I built up quite a big following off that, and I was on the local radio and stuff, BBC Somerset and... Where you be fucked? Yeah, so that's how I, from that Facebook page, I 
I oh, thought yeah. you had pretty good fucking mic etiquette. I thought, like, where's he been before tonight <laughs> talking to this thing? Uh, that's a cider, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I had a big Facebook following. And then when I started the brownie business, I could just say, right, all head over here. And so straight away, I had 2,000 followers, local followers, um, local customers. So, yeah, I was quite lucky with that, really. But it was it was due to my hard work rather than sitting on my ass playing Xbox or Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's, I, I always think this, like, there was... It wasn't the same for me, not really the same for you, Marlon, but there were a lot of people out there that had all this time and it was like, you know, I won't lie. If I was given that sort of time, I probably would sit on my fucking ass, but I'd probably get the garden done like a lot of people did. Do a bit of yeah. DIY, get a car fixed up. I rebuilt a bike. Yeah, but there's a, there's a lot of people out there that were like, what are we going to fucking do? Like, what I got to do something. Like, something not just productive, uh, but something that's going to, like, better my life. Like, like yourself, John, like, you know, whether it was sort of by accident or by purpose, there's a lot of people out there who are like, I'm going to fucking do this and this is the time to yeah. do it because I realised that, you know, what am I going to do? I, I, was, I was generally, it just started off me helping people. So, you know, when this was, bear in mind, this is just when lockdown's hit, so no one knew what the fuck was going on. You know, when you were going to the supermarkets like once a week and you had yeah. to fucking your fridge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you come back, you got fucking five chickens, seven icebergs and stuff like That's that. That's it. So I started off doing little videos like, this is the best way how to do your weekly shop, how to get everything in for one week. Like, in one it, hit. Make it in last, one hit, yeah. So you're not getting fucking the virus, blah, blah, blah. Store some essential, some backup things in the freezer and then shred your iceberg like this. Don't cut it because it goes brown. Like shredding it, wash it, put it in tub. That'll last seven days because everyone just leaves their iceberg lettuce in the packet, don't they, in the fucking salad oh, drawer. Mate, yeah, it's, I, I don't know. I've never had an iceberg oh. lettuce in my fridge. Oh, my, we fuck, oh, my missus has got this great thing. It's, it's brilliant. What we do is we buy loads of fruit and veg, and then a week later we just throw it all out. It's fantastic, oh, you know? Chief uh, does that, yeah. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? It's because they think they're being healthy, and just by buying it, they think they're being healthy. And then when it comes to, like, you've done the next shop, and you bring it home, and then what you do is, like, you've got to clear out the fridge of, like, yeah. you know, the few little bits. I always think it's like little bits and bobs because you've generally done it before I get back. Um, and yeah, and then I'm like, oh, okay, we're just throwing out all the old fruit and veg that we didn't use or you've ate. Like, Chief's bought, gone bought one a bag of carrots and two of the cunts. Oh, go on. <laughs> so she buys like pre-chopped everything now. <laughs> oh, it does my nut. <laughs> it does. Holly not- buys them carrot buttons. I'm like, it's fucking £1.49. A carrot that's, is 20p. That's <laughs> it. Like, three peppers are what? 60p? Mm-hmm. And you get these, like, this tiny little box, plastic box of pre-cut peppers. It's like two quid. No. But that's how lazy the world's got. Like, fair play for them for fucking thinking of that. Yeah, well, that's it. Chop fucking onion. I'm like, as a chef, I'm like looking at it like, who the fuck was that? I bought a slap chop. (laughs) I'm I'm good. I've I've yet to experience the slap chop. Oh, it's a game changer. What is your opinion of the slap chop? Oh, is that the old... Yes. Yeah, yeah. I haven't used it, but yeah, it looks good on the... uh, Nearly... I, I love my little gadget. My brother asked me because I was during lockdown. I was just buying anything that was popping up. Oh, look at this! <laughs> look at this! And he's like, "It's fucking shit, mate." And I'm like, "Yeah, it's, it doesn't even work." <laughs> but yeah, I, I did look at that. It looks all right. Yeah, it's, it's really good. good, and it's really cheap now because it's available in the UK. I think it's about a tenner. Oh, really? I will give it a go. But I, I don't know. There's something about a sharp knife and chopping vegetables. No, no. yeah, onion, onions love. especially need to be deleted quickly. No, man, if you know how to chop, like, I'm, I'm, I'm talking, look at me talking like a fucking chef here, sounding sort of professional. Like, mate, there's a way to chop an onion. Like, I really enjoy like chopping vegetables because I, I don't know, I find it really therapeutic. Like, yeah. I don't know, just like that, that's sl- what, slicing a knife yeah, through something. Yeah, like, and chicken and shit. Like, You're going to be the next Netflix stock eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Big Reggie. Yeah, that's what I, 
going back to like I was doing videos like on know beef Wellington and stuff like that, and people were like, mate, can you just do a video of how to chop an onion? <laughs> oh, so that's, that's what. And to be honest, mate, if I if I I honestly think if I had the proper setup, it wasn't just me and the iPhone. Like you couldn't even see my face; it was just my yeah. You just sort of holding it or propping or a little, it up somewhere, little tripod. But if I carried on that like properly, like got a camera and set up up in the kitchen, you make the money yeah. for YouTube. Never yeah. have to sell. Yeah. Fuck you know, all, like fucking everyone's got recipe books out now, and they've you know they've done like three things and it's gone viral. And like, oh, this is how you put something in the air fryer. You yeah, know, I, I I think I could have carried that on. That page ended up getting hacked and I've lost all the content off it. No, you yeah. don't have no backup or nothing. No, nothing. Oh, fuck. I, I basically, because all my, all my clips were, all my videos were just hundreds of clips and then put into iMovie oh, to make one movie. Yeah. I didn't have any, like, raw footage, raw yeah. footage saved. Oh, God. And I, even though, like, when I started the brownie business, I wasn't, I didn't put any content out for 18 months, but I was still getting hundreds and hundreds of views on that page every... Shit. Right. And people still message me now, mate, where's your... um egg fried rice recipe oh. gone and I'm like mate it's gone like people the thing were, is now it's now lockdown's over you don't have the time to do it do you? No, especially I, I with your kid and stuff time. I'd love to carry on doing that because um, it was helping a lot of people out and people were loving it and I used to get a lot of messages um, like say about the fried rice or just simple little recipes I had on there and I was getting hundreds and hundreds of views a week even though I hadn't posted on it for 18 months fucking hell man yeah. isn't it no, I'll, be on, I'll be deadly honest with you here Sean right I'm I wouldn't say I'm good at cooking. I'm not. I'd know. I'm like. I could, I'm pretty good at frying shit. I'd like to say I'm fucking shit hot at frying stuff. Like I can do when it comes to like, you know, enchiladas. I love Mexican food. You know, all that shit is done in a frying pan. Yeah, I'm fucking mad for that. But the one thing I'm fucking awful at is if it involves boiling water. Yeah. and like stuff going in boiling water like, like, I don't understand when it's done I don't get it like when like, it's you throw the spaghetti at the wall yeah but everyone's like oh there's a little trick to that and I'm like I always do the trick and it never ends up right like a potato like, they're like oh, some knife's got to fall through it and I'm like I don't know I just suck at it yeah. half of me's like because I think I probably got it wrong a few times and I'm like no I can't do it I'm fucking shite like I, I don't know is there any like the thing, a thing like that, you can't really say boiling for ten minutes exactly. No, this is it because it like, depends on the size. That's it. The variety of and potato, you're, and like you get what your gas is, and this yeah, like, you're so many variables. So yeah, the only that only comes with experience. Like the more you do it, you're like, yeah, that's done. You realise it. You take it out too early, it wasn't done. So then the next time you do it a bit longer, like that only comes with experience. Like you can roughly say about ten, fifteen minutes for certain things, but. You know, I think it's just it's all with experience. It's just a matter yeah. of case of me just keeping and just on practice trying. Practice makes then, perfect. At yeah. The end of the day, yeah, yeah. I mean, I am a pro at enchiladas. I won't lie. Or you know, fajitas. I'm the god. Um, as long as you're not my wife who hates spicy shit. <laughs> Got to put like two drops of Tabasco in there. She's like, oh, where's the sour cream? I can't know. Oh, for fuck's <laughs> sake! I've put my poor my heart and soul into this and chopped <clears throat> peppers for two hours, man. Yeah. This is my friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear right I reckon it's a good time to cut a break uh, we'll get a beer of the week I'm going to have a piss and uh, we'll be back shortly right peace don't forget to moisturise Reg, taxes are bad. Well, taxes aren't bad, but they kind of suck. I mean, I don't want to pay them. I, I want to pay as little as possible. I think everyone does, don't they? So, what? what's the next step? Where do we go from here? Well, I'd say is to get in touch with a decent fucking accountancy firm 
which would be the one, the only, Ollie Fox, Chartered Accountants. You've heard him. It's fucking Kieran. He's the managing director. He's the fucking accountant that you want to go for a pint with because he's a fucking legend. Imagine that guy doing your books. You you look forward to your accounts meeting every <laughs> year. You're like, great, let's go to the pub. Let's look at some figures and work out what we're going to do. And let's make some fucking, you know, jokes that probably shouldn't be said around anyone else. <laughs> I can't imagine my accountant saying things like that in front of other people. But what the fucking legend that Kieran is. So, Why do accountants all have to be like doom and gloom? They're not, man. He's just so fucking chill. He's laid back, you know. And not only that, he's obviously fucking fantastic at what he does. He wouldn't be the managing director of a firm if he wasn't so. Exactly that. If you had the, have the need for a decent accountant or if you're just fucking tired of getting absolutely rinsed on your accountancy bill, get in touch with Ollie Fox because why, Marlon? Why would you get in touch with them? What are they going to do for the listeners so of this podcast? So they are going to beat anything you currently pay. That's By 15%. mine. Ooh, it is the inflation-busting deal of the century from Ollie Fox. It's a deal, it's a still, it's a sale of the fucking century. So get in touch with them at Kieran at www.com orleyfox.co.uk or you can hit them up on their socials at orleyfox the link is in our bio on Instagram the link is in the description of this episode if you're in need of a decent accountant we've already had multiple people hit up the hit up us on Instagram and be like I've been looking for a decent accountant I'm gonna get in touch like boom let's go get it done do it support the people that support this podcast and the fact that we are sponsored by a chartered accountant is something I never envisaged happening, but Ever. I am fucking happy that we are because we met Kieran. We know Kieran; he's a fucking champion. So we're proud to be sponsored by them, and we're glad to be working together. So, boof, hit them up. Let's go, Marlonus. Beer of the week. What we got? So sorry, Carol, if I mispronounce this. It's Namislau, which is a pills Polish lager. Yes, uh, I. Just- I, I don't really know much more else than that with it. It's all in. Uh, he's opened the beer. He's done it. He's done it. He's broken the golden rule. I'm nearly going to get the other one out of the fridge. I'm nearly going to do it. You're the only man to have ever have done that. The listeners will burn you at the stake. Oh, don't worry. Done it wrong. It's okay. Well, I'll forgive you. I could have even cut that mic out and just not known that you've done it, but I wanted to make a thing about it. <laughs> I'm a cunt. I just wanted to get it. He sound, it sounded so nice. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help myself. I'm salivating. <laughs> so, without any further ado, Marilanus, if you could please. Polish accent, can I do it? Read the marketing bullshit. Hey, not bad. Kind of Russian, kind of Polish, somewhere there. Uh, she's a strong boy at 5.8%. Fucking Jesus Christ. This beer is based on traditional production methods such as open fermentation vats which the brewery maintains and cherishes to make its unique taste open fermentation now that is weird Pilsner packaging also refers to the tradition of Namislau brewery its regional character and the authenticity of its origin wow um, um that, that's something yeah. okay yeah it's i mean it's descriptive i like open fermentation i've never heard of that before i'm just going to keep talking so marlon could just stay there with his finger primed on the fucking trigger yeah open fermentation is quite interesting really because most fuck you <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get into it and see what we fucking think definitely a pills oh that's strong open fermentation is interesting because Most fermentation has to take place within a sealed vessel where oxygen can't get to what you're trying to ferment. That's it, because when you, it can... Yeah, it just goes bad. It goes, you know, uh, instead of 
like fermenting, it just goes to shit. I don't really understand quite what happens. I, was, I sounded really like I knew what I was on about there. In my mind, I know what happens, but I can't get it across, which is great for the podcast. It's been going for 700 years. 1321 to 2021. Yeah. 700 lat. Seven, 700 lat. Mm. No, that's the price. That's, um... Roger. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a bit of an aftertaste. It has, hasn't it? It's kind of like a turbo pilsner. That's how I describe it. It's like, like someone's got a pilsner and punched it in the face and be like, you're not man enough for this family, you little bitch. Just, yeah, like you say, it just tastes strong, doesn't it? It Every does, yeah. Like, it's like, it is kind of like, I'd say what it's like. It's like that fucking Carlsberg extra strong elephant we had uh, our Giles crossed with uh, like a Pilsner Urukel. I think it's probably closer to Pilsner Urukel than like a Budvar. Um, it's got a real sort of hot, super turbo fucking. I can't work out that aftertaste. That's kind of a. Uh, Ass. I quite like it, man. I love a strong beer, especially yeah, if it tastes thinking, good. I don't know. I think not. Thinking like cherry or something, I'm getting some fruity note. Wow, he's, he's the man here. <laughs> I mean, fuck me. I don't know why I do beer review because I sit here just smoking Marlboro Reds and Benson's Gold for the whole episode. It's gone through half a pack in an hour, and I'm like, yeah, I can definitely taste the mango in this. <laughs> Not a fucking clue. <laughs> Not a fucking clue. I'm not much of a beer drinker, to be honest. So. Nah, but it's good. It's good to get an opinion from a cider man. I mean, I've been on cider for the last few months, but you know, when I, when I was younger, I used to drink beer, and then I used to drink cider in the sum, uh, summer. Yeah, and then back onto the beer or lager. Yeah, same as that's, that's how that's I how pretty I much am. Yeah, and then I just liked cider more, so I just drank that. So where where are we at then, Marlon? Do you want to kick off? I don't off? know. I don't know. I had this when your mate fucking bugs had it around your place here yeah, mm. back long, and I was like, hmm. I like it, and I still like it now. I mean, it's all right. Yeah, it's drinkable, without a doubt. It's nice. It's smooth-ish. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say it's like overly harsh. It is but smooth. it is it's turbo t- juice. Turbo sending juice. But strangely, the more I drink it, the more I like it. Yeah, the, the easier it goes down. Go on then, Marlon. Give me a number. All right. I'm going to start off with a four. Ooh. Yeah. It's nice, it's smooth, it's cold. Yeah, man, that's where I'm, I'm going to join you. I'm definitely on a four on that one. That's like, it's not, it's not uh, like amazing, not super fucking great. It's not, it's it's, not Bud Light territory. Nah, but... It's good, man. It's just good. I like it. It's solid. It's good beer. It's strong. It's pilsnery. Strong. Yeah, good. Right. Yeah, I was going to go one up. I was thinking about five. What? At oh. five? Oh, at five. Oh, mate, it's a trip. Yeah, it was it's out tri- ten. Tripadvisor <laughs> review, man. It's out five, you madman. Oh, yeah, I'll go four then. Yeah? Well... That doesn't really go with my point. I was going to say five out of ten. No, I'll go a bit lower. No, see what we want. Three. three. Yeah? Three. three. Yeah. All right, then. Four, four, three. Rule of averages, we'll call that a four. Sweet. So that so, is, how do you pronounce it all? Nami Slough. Uh, so uh, shout out to Bugs for supplying this for us. Very much. Thank you for that. Sweet. Right, we'll get back into it. Um... So starting up the dessert business, you said just before the break that it was just a case of you made some brownies for just just for your daughter for your daughter. Yeah, or you? for me and the message, yeah, I just Mrs. made Sorry. a Kinder Bueno one and uh, just put it on Snapchat, and everyone's like, "You selling them?" So yeah, it just it spoiled out of nowhere because I was like I said, everyone was sat at home on the phone. I was delivering to people's houses, and because no one was allowed out there, and because it was my work. Oh shit! Yeah. I was allowed to go to... deliver. I was allowed to go to Tesco instead of once a week because it was shopping for ingredients. I was going five, six times a week. Hey. 
just to get brownie stuff. So yeah, just work. Just like I say, like being being head chef from twenty three, I've always had pastry chefs and dessert chefs. Yeah, so I've never, I've never, really, I was never something you <laughs> no, fucked with then. No, it's not. It's, that's what I mean. Like pe- <laughs> people that know me and work me, they're like, what the f-? like they text me again. I can't believe you're fucking yeah. selling. You're making brownies for a living. <laughs> like. Something's totally out of your wheelhouse. Yeah, though. like obviously start like training to be a chef. I made the basic stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I did a couple of years doing the desserts and stuff like that. But it was mainly the savoury side from like from my twenties to you know for the last twelve, thirteen years. Yeah. It was all the savoury stuff. So I never really touched mm-hmm. the desserts. I always had people to do that. Um, but yeah, I've always been like when I put my mind to something, I can. You know, my dad always said when I wanted to be a chef, he's like. I don't care if you work for like um, Subway, just make sure we're the best fucking sandwich artist, whoever they call themselves. <laughs> um, <laughs> they are I mean? artists. So yeah, I just I knew I knew um, if I put my mind to something, I do can, it. Yeah, I, I knew I'm, I can pretty much do anything as long as I'm dedicated to it. And you know, like nowadays, you've got so much resources on your phone, you can learn anything. Like. Yeah, we said this before on the podcast. Like, there's so much out there, yeah. so much knowledge and wisdom that you can just. That's pull why from. I hate when people, my, my younger brothers and I, or someone, oh, I'm bored. I'm bored. Why are you bored? You got. You can go on your. You can learn anything. You can do. Learn a new hobby. Learn a new That's skill. It. Like well, sit on YouTube for a few hours. Yeah. You can learn how to rebuild a tumble dryer. Yeah, as I've done. So yeah, so that's basically what I did. I just stuck my head into it and just started, um, you know, researching a bit more and then. A lot, a lot of the things I do, people see me in the markets now, and they're like, "How the, how the fuck do you come up with this stuff?" And I'm like, "That's what we're gonna ask." Yeah, <laughs> like honestly, like, most of the time I'm just let in bed. Holly will tell you, I'm just, I wake up at two o'clock in the morning. I've got to either run down because I'm still quite old school. I like writing things, writing down. stuff down. Yeah, yeah. So like, I found all my recipe books like from when I was training, like seventeen. I've still got them all at home. Wow. Um, you know, because I always that's how going back to when I was head chef, I always used to say to them, "Bring a book in tomorrow." Because I was telling them, I oh, know this is how we do this. It's fifty grams of this, blah blah blah. I said, "Take, bring a book in tomorrow, mate, and write right, it all down tomorrow." Yeah. And then, after a few goes of doing it, you'll just, realize, you'll know. Like most of my recipes now for the brownies, because I do them so many times, I just know it's three hundred fifty of this. It's that that. Yeah, I can't even look at the books. So I've I've got them all written down, and that's that, my chef in background has helped me with that, and it's good to. You know, I can write the whole recipe down, know how much one portion of brownie cost me in ingredients. Yeah. Um, so all of that background's helped me with it. But yeah, it's basically, I just, sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night, I'm like, oh, what, what if we chuck a load of um, Mars bars and melt them down, <laughs> chuck some Rice Krispies in and put it on top of a brownie? <laughs> or like, or, or if I'm going around Tesco's and I see like, you know, they've got the club card prices. And Deals, got, you're like, like, you know, they got Fuck some, it, yeah. I'm, I'm ten like, of them. what can I make? How can I make that into a dessert or a brownie yeah. or a block? Like, you know, I'm always trying to think. It's not it because I don't have time to, like I say, I don't have time to look on my phone and look at what other people are doing. So I just, most just, of it is just make it all up as I go along. Yeah, it, yeah. The whole thing. I like that. Fucking hell. Yeah, but people come out to the markets and they're like, how the fuck do you think of this? I'm like, I don't know where it comes from, but <laughs> I wake up in the middle of the night and I write it down on my phone or write it down on a bit of paper. And then the next day I'll try. I met some of my recipes. They've taken, like, I did a creme brulee brown, blondie. That took me about six months to get that. Like, I wanted to, to do it. it down. I, yeah, I knew what I wanted to do and how I wanted to do it because I was, I was selling creme brulees in, like, you know, them little goo ramekins. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I was putting on Marketplace saying, because they're always on offer. I was like, has anyone got any of these ramekins? And people were like, oh, I got 10, I got 20. And I was driving around the whole of Somerset <laughs> fucking picking them up. <laughs> uh, 
Because <laughs> I, I started off, I, I bought some off eBay, and they were cost me anywhere between 50p and, say, 75p of ramekin. Oh, fuck hell. So Most just, people are chucking them out in the recycling. Yeah, yeah, that's what I put on Facebook Marketplace. I'm not selling, but has anyone got any of these? And fuck me, the amount of people oh, really? like, all over the place talking <laughs> in, and I was driving down to pick up fucking 30. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's was, weird, though, isn't it? Because, like, mm. I'm the same. If I have one of those, I'm like, oh, it's too good to throw out that. Is. Mm. Like, you can't chuck, I don't chuck that in the recycling. Yeah. I'll put that to a side. I, I guarantee I got four of the fuckers in there now. Oh, everyone's got a little cupboard. Like, I'm not chucking it out. That'll come in handy someday. Oh, so mate, yeah. <laughs> the thing that the brie comes in, the little fucking porcelain dish, got that fucking thing as well, wherever it's clay. <laughs> What yeah. fucking Jesus Christ! I'll tell, I'll tell you one, cunts. one. One thing I did learn about them goo pots is quite handy. Actually, you know, a pot of Pringles. Yeah. You know the plastic lid. Yeah. That fits on one of them goo ramekins. Perfectly. No. So if you wanted to store something in the fridge, like you got a few olives left, or you you put that lid on, it clips on perfectly airtight. Put it in the fridge. You can store oh, stuff in there. That's a game changer. Probably yeah. something to do with the uh, s- sort of the radius of it being a certain amount that it fixes a certain amount of those in a box and a certain amount of those boxes on a lorry. It's probably something like that. Yeah. So if you, if you do have hundreds of them and you're wondering what to do, you can hit me up. <laughs> and you got hundreds of Pringles. Then yeah. <laughs> combine the two together. You got a little nice little dish there. <laughs> but I was making these creme brulees and I was making a blondie and I was like, how the fuck can I? Because the thing is, they cook two different types, like a creme brulee, you have to cook in a water bath. Uh, oh, so, do you? Yeah, so you put your tray, you fill it with water, put your ramekins in there, and that basically stops, obviously water bores at 100 degrees. Yeah. So you put the oven on, say, 140. In theory, the inside of them creme brulees shouldn't get over 100, because you're cooking it in water. Oh, yeah, yeah sure. And that's what stops it curdling. But with a blondie, you have to cook it like 175, 180. So totally different and no water, it's just pure heat. So yeah, that one. This sounds like it was a personal mm. challenge more it, than anything. Yeah, it was. There wasn't fair, a was. mass market for this. You were like, I'm going to fucking do it. Yeah, yeah, I, sh- I should have given up. Three or they four told me it couldn't be done. <laughs> but yeah, it just, I just kept trying. I was like, and then eventually after about six months, I cracked it and I did this creme brulee brownie and uh, blondie, sorry. I mean, I've seen other people do it since and they're, they're not, Creme brulee. It's not a creme brulee. Oh, it's kind of like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they put like I don't know custard. What's that custard? Like squeeze load of custard yeah. on, and burn the sugar on top. Oh, creme brulee brownie, and then it's like no, that's just ambrosia custard poured in. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of burnt shag, or yeah. the old oxyacetylene over some brown sugar. Like <laughs> yeah, so a lot of them. I've just it's just it's all trial and error as well. So people don't realise how much time and effort. Like oh, my, I bet into yeah, say yeah. into perfecting a dish. Yeah, there's a lot, lot of bakers, lot. There's a lot of home bakers that started during lockdown and they, you know, they read one Delia Smith book or, um, <laughs> what's the that? Great British banging off, whatever. She's good, yeah. Delia Smith? Jane, you're not, Jane no, Patissier you're not, you're, not, you're thinking of the wrong woman. You're thinking uh, no, Nigella uh, Lawson, yeah, your dad, yeah. cunt. Delia uh, Smith. Mikro Wave. Mikro Wave. Mikro Wave. That's it, Mikro Wave. <laughs> oh, shut up, you cunt. <laughs> yeah, so there was, there was a lot of people like, Jane Patissier, whatever, she's got a book out and people are just copying her recipes and just out of lockdown, suddenly there was millions of home bakers. And I was going to say, this is what I'm going to ask you, where has this explosion come from? Like, if, if there could be no home bakers, but also like people that, uh, you know, like yourself, I'm not like saying I'm chucking you in with the crowd, but yeah. this whole, everyone, you know, everyone's got a fucking kitchen, having a go at baking, selling stuff on social media. Do you see a lot of stuff, like, there's not a lot of people starting sort of trail off after a couple of months sort of thing? Well, the, the thing is, there's, during lockdown, there was, there was every day you go to Marketplace, brownies for Someone's sale, making blah, blah. something. 
Yeah, but they Crack. they soon realised like they were they were looking at what other people are selling for and then trying to undercut them. But then they soon realised it's a race to the bottom. Yeah, and that, like I say, because my chef and background, I knew this is what it cost me. I'm using all the best ingredients because I've got all my R D Johns or you know trade accounts. Yeah. I'm not I'm not just going to Tesco's or buying like their chocolate. Yeah. I'm getting the finest Belgian chocolate. I'm getting all the, so I've already got a head start. I'm getting all the finest ingredients. So my stuff's obviously going to taste better, and yeah. then and then putting my my um, passion and love into that on top of the, you know, so I'm already onto a winner. And there was a lot of companies just buying like Lidl's chocolate, uh, trying to do a brownie, putting out for like a quid a brownie, and then you know people would buy it. Of course they would when it buy, first started. Buy it once, yeah. yeah. Buy it once, and then think, no, that's crap. I can do better myself. So then <laughs> they were just getting bankrupt or just fucking doing giving, other things. Yeah. It in, like, yeah, and think there's a lot of these people are just like you know. I sort of say more power to them, but like people are just trying to make a quid, aren't they? During lockdown, you know, trying to anything to anything to do anything. But yeah. you know, not only that, you got like the when it comes into it, it's like food safety and shit like that. That comes that's a, into yeah, it. that's the thing. Yeah, that's I, it. that was one of a them. lot. A lot of that was happening. Um, obviously, there's a lot of things behind it. Like I, when I had that Sean the Chef page, people were messaging me, "Look, I want to start my own business. Can you help me out on what you need to do to get um, your health and safety and your you know, to do all this legally, you have to be registered with a local council. Yeah. Stuff like right. That. Okay. Um, so if you type in Sean the Chef, um, food safe, food hygiene level, it come up five star and you can search other businesses and stuff like that. So like that is one of the first steps to starting your own business. You need that. And there was a lot of people trying to do it without that. And it's just no. It's yeah. Like, you can't <laughs> be doing that. Well, it's it's uh, illegal, isn't it? At the yeah, end of the day. I mean, brownies are, they're not considered, um, they're considered quite a safe food. It's not like raw meat you're going to kill yeah, someone. Of but, you know, you still could potentially, uh, and especially with the allergens and all the laws now on, on like, labelling with allergens. You know, oh, shit, yeah, may uh, contain nuts and all that for yeah, gluten. Yeah, you, you could kill someone, do you know what I mean? So, do you want to risk it for fucking a tenner's worth of brownies? Mm, <laughs> like, no, because you can get some serious fucking shit. The thing is, once they... Like we were saying with Kieran, like they start pulling on that thread. They're like, oh, right, so you haven't got food safety. Oh, you also are not registered as a business. Oh, and you also haven't done this. And yeah, then you're into a fucking world of shite just from thinking you can knock up a few batches of brains yeah. and smack them on the Facebook marketplace. No, there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that probably a lot of people don't realise what goes on, what you have to get to, to do it all legal. I'm assuming you might have to be insured to a certain degree as well. Yeah, so I've got £5 million cover in uh, pub- public... This this is well, this is since I started doing more markets. To be fair, I did have right. one million pound cover, and then I had to when I started doing all the markets and the big events. So I needed a five million at least five million pound cover. Is that in case somebody trips over a something and then hits a something and then hits something else yeah. and then falls under and then a, a car. peanut falls in the mouth? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, it's all health and safety. Like it's just to cover the worst extreme things that could happen. I mean, I'm um, going back to the allergens. It was a couple of years ago. There was I don't know if you, you heard about that woman that had a sandwich from Pret. No, um, she had a nut allergy. Had a sandwich from Pret. I don't know if it was on an airplane or something. But her name was Natasha, and she ended up. They were like, "No, there's no nuts in this," and she ended up having a serious reaction and dying. Oh, fuck. so they brought out a law called Natasha's Law, which is where like anything that's pre-packed so when you get all your sandwiches on the yeah. shelf, your Mars bars. That's why it's got a list of every single ingredient. If anything is pre-packed to sell, because of Natasha's law, you have to list every single ingredient and allergens on there. Um, so yeah, a lot of people don't realise that, that we're 
Well, that yeah. makes sense, though, doesn't it? Surely, like, if you're going to buy something and you've got an allergy to something, you need to know what's, what's in it. Yeah. To be fair, this law only came out as I, like, la- I want to say last year, maybe 18 months ago. So I'd already started my business and then this law came out. So I oh, was a bit, fuck. so I was a bit like, oh, oh shit, you know, yeah. I need to do all this now. So that was a bit of a learning curve as well with, for me as well. Um, you know, a couple of times, you basically you have to tell them in three three points. So like on my menu on Facebook, I put the bracket. The um, I've seen that. Yeah, you got like allergens the bracket and brackets. The stuff's in there. Yeah, yeah. I I only started doing that. Like I'd been going probably nearly a year before that r- law came out. Mm. So uh, like one day, I had a Snickers brookie on there, and I forgot to put. Contains nuts. Shit. And someone messaged me saying, um, does a Snickers brookie contain nuts? And you kind of like... And I was like, fuck's sake, if it didn't, it would be a fucking Mars bar brookie. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You can't say that. <laughs> Listen, you daft cunt. You know what I mean? If you're looking for a lawsuit, you've probably found it, you fucking idiot. Uh, oh, mate. But yeah, but that, to me, to be fair, that's what I wanted to say. But I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm new to this law as well. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, it's yeah. People's trying to catch you out, isn't it? There's yeah. always someone trying to bring you down. Fucking cunts. Mm. So you're saying like you do markets and stuff. Um, mm. What does your house look like leading up to a market? <sighs> oh, my house, full stop. Holly <laughs> hates it. Well, we got we got a little two bed. We got a two year old daughter, so she's got her own room. But she's like I said earlier, off um, uh, she's still in our room. She sleeps, starts off in the bed next to the bed, and then she's normally in our bed by midnight. So I'm like, well, she doesn't sleep in her room, so it's literally filled with cake boxes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not packaging. fucking using it. <laughs> Chocolate, you know, like, literally, you can't even get into her room. And Holly's like, fucking look at the state of this room. Like, well, she doesn't sleep in there. Get, get in her own room. Get in her own room, and I'll start taking that out. Um, it's just a storage but unit. That, that's just one room. The, the attic's full of stuff. No, like, really? Like I was saying earlier, in our front room, by the television, this was one of the first fridges I got, actually, because obviously being in, being in the... The brownie industry, they all they all have to go in the fridge. I can't, they, you know, they that's can't just, stay out. No. no. So when I first started, I had a little fridge, and then as I grew, I got another fridge, and I had nowhere to put it. So Holly came back from work one day, and I've just got it, and it's it's not a fridge freezer, but it's a, just a really tall fridge. It's like it's like a fridge freezer, but it's just fridge, <laughs> six and foot it, fridge. Yeah. Right? So we got the she comes home one day, and it's literally just in the front room by the television. <laughs> You're an animal. <laughs> You're like, what what like the fuck's that? I'm like. Oh, it's a new fridge base. <laughs> what the fuck's it doing now? Well, where the fuck's it going to go? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So she's there trying to watch East End. It's one of them noisy bastards. Right? Like, the compressor kicks in. <laughs> you, but, said, uh, you said you have how many fridges in your garden? I think I got, I got six. <laughs> six and a freezer outside now as well. So my dad came over. Like, before my dad came over, I was just had an extension lead out the window, plugged in a fridge. Oh, Middle of winter, it's fucking minus five and it's literally freezing because the window's wide open because there's an extension lead going out there. The fridge, I had all the extension leads and leads and that wrapped up in about 20 black bags because like you say, it was raining. You know, I did have a couple of fridges blow up, then I had to buy, <laughs> I had to buy new fridges. I can't imagine how. But it was just, it was like needs must, like the business was yeah, expanding. Yeah, yeah, I needed, that's it. So I rang up my dad and said, look, he's an electrician. He's quite handy with carpentry and all sorts of stuff. So he come over, he built like a little out shed, put all the outside sockets and we ended up stacking like two, the like under counter fridges, but we got two on top of each other. So it's like one, we've got four rows of them now. <laughs> 
want to see this. Uh, I want to see this so badly. <laughs> the na- the neighbours think I'm like the biggest drug dealer because the amount of people turn up to my house at like 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> I'm getting out, giving them a little box. They give me, <laughs> give me, handing me some money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fucking hell. It's mental. That's killed me. I just can't get over it. So like, obviously, you know, it's like it's like butter, milk, you know, chocolate. So all yeah. of this shit's got to be in the fucking yeah. fridge. Plus the fucking finished product, I suppose. Yeah. Plus all the yeah, all the brownies when they're made. Yeah. I promise me, everything. you don't do this in like a standard kitchen oven. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> just a single, God. Yeah, single I, tin. I, I did single tin. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who knows cars is going to know what the fuck you're all about. Single Din. From this day forth, Cooker shall be referred to as Din and Double Din. I just, I didn't know what this fucking measurement was. When I first started, I was on a single Din, as you say. It was a gas oven when I first started. So in a gas oven, the, the heat rises to the top. Yeah. So basically when I first started for the first six months I could only cook one brownie one tray of brownies at a time. Uh, on the bottom. Uh, yeah. One on the top because the top was the hottest. So it rises, dumbass. Yeah, yeah but it rises so the middle's not hot enough. Oh, right. Okay. If you do two at once the bottom would Thermodynamics, be... Marlon. All right. Uh, Learn. Well, I was doing that for about six months, six, eight months and then I ended up replacing the oven and getting an electric fan one so I could cook two or three trays Yeah. all at the same time. So that was just progression like as the business grew, I was just putting all the profits back into buying stuff that would make it easier for the business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, yeah, I just, that's what, going back to like, when you out, people ask me about starting a business and that, like, people think that you need to have lots of money to start. I, I didn't have nothing. Like, I literally started with about 60 quid, bought 45 quid's worth of ingredients, made some brownies, sold that for like 90 quid. And just carried it that. Grew and grew and grew. grew, and grew. Yeah. yeah. You don't need, you don't need money, but it does help. But, the only thing you need is time. Um, so that's what I say to people about starting your own business. I, my Sean the Chef was two years old, like two weeks ago. Really? Been at two weeks, two years now. And it's only starting to pay for itself now. You know what I mean? It's, hey, well, join the club. Welcome yeah. to the podcast. Literally the same as us. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they do say, don't they, like three years in business. So even this year, I still... I'm still going to take like I bought a van last week, yeah. a couple of weeks ago. That that was all. I did some really big fest um, events like Midsummer Set Show. Really, really my biggest event. Um, sold 1,500 brownies in one day. Oh, wow! But to be fair, every time I've seen you on Instagram, you're like, "Oh, I'm at this fucking thing." La 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 la. And then I like see, and then I check back an hour later. You're like, "It's all sold. Don't even <laughs> sold bother out. coming down." <laughs> Just yeah. there's nothing else here worth a wank. Can't. I'm the only, I'm the king. I've got nothing left. I've got nothing It's gone. Don't, it's all gone. Just yeah. don't even, but if you're coming to see me, don't bother. It's all gone. Like, so people just go mad for it. Yeah, man. people have like, gone mad. I've got such a good name for it now. But then, yeah, like going back to, you know, I'm just investing. So I had a really good couple of events, but all that money went into a van, which is going to make the events easier. Yeah. Then putting it all into my car or getting lifts off my mum and dad or Holly's mum, you know, so... Even this, this might be my third year. You know, I'm hopefully looking to get a unit at some point. That'd be fucking move brilliant, mate. House. So then, hope you know, if anyone's starting a business, like two to three years, don't expect to see any. No, don't. Yeah, no, no, nothing. Don't any, expect any to see income, a damn penny. You know what I mean? I'm hoping after the after next year, because I still haven't got a website. You know, because I'm doing a lot from home. I could have got a website. My brother is good at computers, but I physically can't keep up with the demand locally. Um, so let alone let, let it go let any alone further. Branch yeah. out, if, yeah. I had a biz, if I had a website, I'd just be like, sold out, sold out, sold out. Because yeah, yeah. be I'm a one-man man, I literally do everything as well. 
So hopefully this, in going into my third year, well, second or third year, I'll be able to get a unit, get some staff, get a website, and then start pushing the, because I, I do post them all over the UK. Yeah, I've seen you do postal uh, orders. How and does shit. that work? Posting well, food. Like, I've like I've never. If you think about it, like realistically, if you post it first class, I don't know. Like... Depends. Are they on strike or not? <laughs> yeah, I've had a nightmare two weeks. I've had to refund so many. Oh mate, yeah. What turned up like? Yeah, fucking well, wanked. when when the Queen's funeral as well, because that was an oh, unexpected shit. bank holiday. Yeah, of course. Plus the uh, the strikes. Some of them I was sending them out. Like normally they are next day, twenty four yeah, yeah. hours. Like I pay for this twenty four hour sign. Yeah. I pay a little. I think I lose out on a quid, like from what the customer pays. But I'd rather them because it's fresh produce. Yeah, get it next day. A couple of them, like last week, I, was, I sent them off. Didn't think nothing of it, and then a couple of people messaged me. Started messaging me, mate. This hadn't turned up, and I'm like, what the fuck? It's been like four days. That's weird. Oh, but one of that... them was like two weeks, and I, so I started messaging everyone else, going, "Have you had your brownies? No." Nope. I'm like, what oh, the fuck? What it's like fuck? some of them have been two and a half weeks, three weeks, and they just haven't even turned up. They've just got missing. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, yeah that point. fucking useless cunts of atom. <laughs> fuck Royal Mail. I know. I need to. But the thing is, when I got a unit, when I get bigger, I can look at someone like DPD or a yeah, some yeah. like some yeah. like reliable. For the, next for the amount so. I send, Royal Mail's the cheapest option for me at the moment. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, like, yeah, obviously. We send a shitload of stuff and we've had more problems with Royal Mail than anyone else. That's a sad thing. Like we use And like, we use fucking Hermes mind. Well, now every or whatever they're called this week. Like they and they've everyone they got such a bad rap, we've had nothing. We had one got lost and then it got found. Yeah, and that was it. And That's, Royal Mail have lost four now. Uh, yeah, it's fucking mad. Like, I just, like like you say though, if Fresh brownies, like if it turns up two weeks later, you got straight. Just, <laughs> just, <laughs> no, yeah, like you yeah. can't, you can't eat that. That's no, it. like if our shit turns up two weeks late, it's still a fucking t-shirt. Yeah, like, sorry, Shag, <laughs> it's yeah. not rotten at the end of it. <laughs> oh fuck me! Um, I want to ask you about the most sort of important things in a kitchen because I know this. Did you just laugh when I said that? No, no. I thought you were like taking the piss out of my question. I was like, Marlon, how dare you? <laughs> and, um. Not about the most important things, right? I want to know knives, right? I know this yeah. might be not really appropriate to brownies, but it's a question that I want to ask. Now, is it mental to spend crazy money on knives? It's it's where's the line? Not if, you're, like, if you're at home, I think it is. Yeah, I mean, even even me now, I I buy stuff off Amazon knives, and I I probably buy one one every three months. Say really, I I use Victinox, which is really um. Well, they make Swiss, they're Swiss Army, aren't they? Yeah, yeah but they're really good, they're really um, affordable prices as well, and they're comfortable handles. Like, I I used to have a guy at work who used to love them um, globals, all metal. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah. Oh. They're, they're, they're horrible. Oh, I couldn't hold them. They, I used to get blisters on my hands. I've got, I, I remember I bought a set of, like, Morphe Rich's knives when I first bought the house, yeah. and, like, they're just an all-metal <laughs> set, and then the most unfucking comfortable things to use. Yeah. They're Vic, horrendous. Vic are nice, and the, the one I the big one I use for the brownies, it's about 10 inches, I think. It's Fucking 35 quid. Fucking machete, isn't it? Yeah, but I can get... Well, I can't even... Ah, uh, uh, that's it. You uh, cut slabs, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mike. So, yeah, so when I when I bought the new oven, most... And even even bakers I watch on Instagram, like, because I think this is my chef background and knowing how to get the most out of things. Yeah. So I was doing the same, putting a little... You know, everyone get, everyone's got them at home, these little trays about this big. You put them in, you get 12 brownies out of it. And then I bought the new oven and I'm like, hang on a minute. Fucking trace what is it? Yeah, that's it. My you're, oven. So you're, I went on Amazon. you're using that amount yeah. of electricity. How can I maximize? Yeah. So I, I use now, I use um, the 33 centimeters 
about th- I can't remember what was that, about thirteen inches or something square. Yeah, and that my oven says fourteen inches square, and the tray that goes in it is thirteen <laughs> inches. So I'm using every yeah, yeah. square yeah. inch. Well, it I makes get, absolute sense, doesn't it? I get thirty portions out of one tray now. Fucking hell! I'm doing two or three of them at a go. You're not using any less electricity. Yeah. You're still heating that fucking box up to the same temperature. Yeah. That so obviously, would... I needed a big knife to to cut ha- that in half, like when I portion it. But yeah, I. I'd probably buy one of them nice every two, three months. They do go blunt quite easily, especially like Polly will use it for cut salmon. Like bread is the worst thing to cut with a... If you've got a decent knife, don't cut your sandwiches with it, basically. Really? really? That? Yeah, that's why, you know, you get the bread knives, the serrated ones. Yeah. Uh, They're yeah. better. They sort of tear, tear for it. Like a, a decent knife just goes so blunt on a... If you're cutting a sandwich or something. Oh, shit. So yeah, oh, just, yeah, because... Uh, if, if you do if you do want to invest in decent knives, just try keep them separate to like daily things like cutting your sandwiches and... Uh, um, I have that, yeah. Like, I, I feed my dogs like a raw meat diet, and like I'm always chopping like chicken and shit with them, like chicken thighs and bits and bobs up. And I use like a lot of dog knives, yeah. and then I've got like our knives and keep them separate. I mean, they still get sharp the same, but like they do get fucking battered. And yeah. They're like you can tell like the the dog knives are so much thinner from the amount of fucking sharpness. So you don't rate sharpening knives? Yeah, I love sharpening knife. Um, I, ideally. I don't have one for home, but at work, we'd use a whetstone. I was going to say, you whetstone, do you? Right, yeah. I really want to learn that fucking no. skill. That's one thing I'd really, really want to learn. Yeah, to be fair, there's um, Joshua Wiesman, the guy I follow on YouTube, and he, he's he got a good tutorial, like, really? step-to-step, how to do it. I'll, sh- I'll, send, I'll show you the video after when we're off air, but yeah, they're not that expensive, about 35, 50 quid, you can get a decent one, and they, they will turn your knife brand new like is that doing it by actually doing it by hand not on a fixed like a fixed yeah by setup? hand by hand yeah okay. so I got one at work for all my work knives Harkness gun I got one for cutting rubber tubes so I haven't got one for cutting chicken you're an animal uh, the thing is like my stone at work it's got two different grades on it yeah what, one... you coat it in oil oh yeah yeah true so yeah, I don't really just, want to put yeah but you can uh, just wash a knife can't you like it's just oil at the end of the day I don't want to put my uh, eating knives where I've put some of the other knives. (laughs) Don't touch those. Those are my eating knives. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to invest in a decent set of knives for Christmas or something, just, you know, buy a decent set where you've got four or five different nets uh, knives for different things. And make sure you just keep them for the job they're meant to do. The set purposes. Don't mix them all up. Like, start cutting your cheese with a bloody boning knife or, you know. (laughs) (laughs) What would you say is the most important most ha- useful thing you have in your kitchen aside from like the oven um what for my particular job yeah just or, what you do or just what in general well whatever. I, I use a lot of hand mixers in my in what I do like a what like, like a electrical whisk oh I thought you meant like a literal hand one where you crank it remember uh, those boys yeah so when I did Midsummerset show when I was saying I sold 1500 brownies in one day I went for about eight Mixers that week. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Like just breaking them and taking yeah, straight just, back to Argos. They just. Well, I, I buy the. I buy the top end ones. Um, Fuck. It's annoying because honestly, I had. I use. Um, can't remember the name of it now, but Holly bought me a really like and it. Most of them are like fifteen, twenty quid. Yeah, 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 yeah. This one's eighty quid. Fuck. Basically, I my kitchen's tiny. I can't. I, I for what I do, I need a big twenty liter bloody. Yeah, industrial like pro- jobby industrial yeah. but I ain't got the room so you know this thing was like 80 quid and it lasted me two up until this week I'd never broke it until the week I'm talking about a few months ago but I always had one in the attic as a spare just in, I, just in case yeah, yeah. yeah. need it yeah. need a backup 
So fuck me, I'm there fucking halfway through the week. I'm like fucking trying to get all these brownies made. Fucking thing packs in. I'm like, fuck's sake. I knew this was going to happen like this day. <laughs> I knew this day was going to come. <laughs> Went upstairs, got the spare, well, brand new, out the box, plugged it in. Just couldn't even get it to fucking work. Don't know whether it's a fuse gone, whatever. I'm like, fuck. That's me, spare one's gone as well. Oh, shit. And I'm halfway through. I've already cracked the eggs and stuff. I'm like, oh, fuck, I can't do it because I know I use handware, so I, I have invested in big mixing bowls. So I do about, you know, five brownies worth in one go. Shit, that's a lot. So of I, could, I couldn't do it by hand. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck. So I had to go to Tesco's, buy two of their cheap ones. Both of them broke. <laughs> 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 I think by the time I got home, the mix had hardened up a bit. And oh, I'm trying to oh, fucking me, both yeah. of them snapped. I'm like, fuck me. That's four in like half an hour. <laughs> I've gone to like... Go to Screwfix, Shag. Get a paddle mixer for some fucking oh, plaster. Yes. And yeah. put it on the end of a fucking drill. Highly recommend it. Where I work, we got a, we got a big mixer for doing like 600 litres of stuff at a time. And, no, um, that's for mixing bodies, mate. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and the, the mixing paddle, the motor, we got like a big fucking, big 600 watt motor on top of it. Yeah. And the, the motor like died or the bearing went in it. I can't remember. Something that fucking happened. So I was like, fuck, fuck, how do I mix this? Like it needs to go like the, te- like you say, temperature, the temperature was like uh, fucking, I don't know, 40 Fahrenheit. I don't fucking know. Anyway, it was like, it was going down. I was like, shit. Ran the screw fix, got a fucking grip paddle mixer that was like designed for doing like, I don't know, concrete or yeah. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, something like, Whatever something. shit builders mix. <laughs> Put that cunt in there. Fuck me. I was like, we should do this all the time. Got the big fucking SDS on there. I, like, blah, 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 blah. I wish I knew that a couple of months ago. Honestly, <laughs> change your life. I've got a spare. T- you've got a drill. You must have a handheld drill. Yeah, at home. Yeah. All right, I've got I've got a spare one at the back. You can have it. You can have it from now on. It will change your fucking life. Yeah, Just make sure you well. turn, turn the speed down on it. Otherwise, you're going to fucking, you know, it'll be like a, one of those carry-ons. Batter all over <laughs> fucking everywhere. <laughs> yeah, apart from that, I'd say the most actually good I'll just come to the top of my head then, but the, one of the most important things for like chefing in general and cooking, if you want to be a decent cook, is a decent uh, thermometer probe. Like, you might see yeah. my Instagrams, I do a lot of dinner parties and that, I yeah. do beef wellingtons, and I'm like, fuck, how do you cook that beef wellington so perfect? It's because I put the temperature probe in, and when it says 54 degrees, that's when it's medium rare, and I pull it out. Like, most chefs and most professional kitchens in the rational ovens, they've all got probes, you know, you, it's not guessing, you're not guessing how long that's in. It's all done on, yeah. on the pros. Yeah, that's it. Whenever I smoke something or do a joint of meat, always get temp pros out. Yeah. Well, I, I, mine, I bought one, it's called a meter. You must yes. know for, for barbecuing and stuff. Yeah. I was about 100 quid. But honestly, if you're doing a lot of smoking or cooking meat, cooking Sunday roast, like it's, it's a wireless probe. You stick it in the meat, put it in the oven. It's all Forget on the app. It. That's it. Just carry the little thing yeah. around with you. You can go. Um, you can go for a walk with your dogs, like two, three hours away, and it will tell you ten minutes. This is going to be done ten minutes. Oh fuck! I better turn around, go home, take the meat out, let it rest, and it's perfect. Yeah. So yeah, there's no, there's you know, don't think chefs on telly are like fucking so. Oh look, how do you get? How do you get that? Out? It's all we know what the temperature is in the middle, and that's how well it's cooked. Yeah, completely. Yeah, it's all science. So a thermometer is a must if you've done a lot of cooking. Um, and then based on that, I've got a. It's called like a sugar thermometer. Um, so if I'm making caramels and stuff, like to get that to the perfect caramel, it, it again, it's all science. Like when I do my millionaire shortbread, that caramel has to reach 103 degrees. Any more, it's overcooked. Any less, and it won't set. 
That is precise. Yeah, it's exactly 103 degrees. That's so. just like napalm at that point, isn't it? Get that on your skin. Mm. That burn like oh, fuck, yeah, wouldn't that, it? I've done that before. Uh, <laughs> it's not like water. It doesn't dissipate. It just stays there yeah. and just burns. Boy, stupidly, you've made it to the right con- right temperature and like you just dip your finger and have a taste. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. oh no. no! No, 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 no. Yeah, I do that every time. That <laughs> <laughs> looks so good. Luckily, my fingers have... Yeah, no, just, I got a bit of chef's hand. Yeah, batter, batter to fuck now, he's back. <laughs> yeah. So you say you do like dinner parties and stuff. What's that all about, man? So basically, I um, I bring the restaurant to people's houses. This this started in lockdown as well. Like, I think this started before the brownies, actually. I was doing this. Like I say, I've always wanted to do my own thing. When I was talking about chef and earlier, I've, I think I always wanted to do outside catering. That was my main, you know, like dinner parties. Um not quite weddings because I'd be more of a one-man band, but um, like buffets and outside catering, just things like that. So yeah, I started, actually this was literally in lockdown and I was working at this restaurant at the time, doing a bit of work before lockdown hit and they text me, they were like, look, Sean, it's my wife's birthday next week. I know we're not allowed out, like this is when we're not allowed to do anything. Yeah. Um, But could you come to the restaurant and cook us a nice meal. And I was like, oh, shouldn't really, mate, but all right. <laughs> As it's you. As it's you, yeah, I'm bored at home, fucking, you know, let's, you know, we haven't seen each other for, we haven't seen anyone for a few months. This is going back to like, Ella was probably four months old, it's just me, Holly, sat at home. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck it, mate, I'll come up tomorrow night, cook you a nice meal. And that's what I did. Went up there, cooked them a three-course meal, they sat out in the restaurant, and I was in their kitchen doing it. Took a few photos. Blah, blah, blah. Went home. When everything calmed down a bit later, a few months later, I put it on Instagram or whatever, and it was like, oh, fuck me. Yeah, can you come do that around my house? Such well, a, such an ingenious thing. Like, uh, I know another friend of mine, um, has kind of done the same thing. So he does like, uh, catered events and small dinner parties. And he's literally quit his job and gone full time on that side of things. Yeah. There's something I, I every just, weekend. I never thought there'd be such a demand for it. Like well, I pe- just... People love it because, like I say, I always, the way I do it is I, I charge them per head. Yeah. I supply all the ingredients. It's normally a four-course meal. Depends how much they want to spend, but even the top end is not expensive. Um, all they have to worry about is inviting the guests and supplying the drink. Like I, we do all the washing up. I stay and do all the washing up, clean the kitchen down, like that kitchen is left spotless. And so they're left to relax. They can host. It's like, you know when you watch Come Dine With Me and they, whoever's oh, cooking. Oh, they're fucking yeah, assing around. Yeah, they're trying yeah, to host yeah. as well. They're shit and, house. Yeah. Because they're in the kitchen and they're like, yeah. oh, we're fucking so late. Like, they can just forget about all that, get a proper chef to cook it and it's all perfect. Yeah. And they can host. This is always my, my gripe. game changer. My guys. gripe with like going around to people's for like dinner or like, you know, so like Christmas dinner, the main thing, like always your mother, like your mother wants to enjoy Christmas, but she's fucking tied up cooking the whole time. But like, yeah. you know, if you're doing like a, you're just, oh, everyone come around for mine for dinner and they're like, oh, it's a great idea. And they spend half the fucking, like 90% of the night in the and fucking they, kitchen yeah. picking up. They bother that. cooking, order a takeaway. Mm. Yeah. By the time the meal comes out, no one's hungry, you're all fucking bollocks. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Just get the cheese and biscuits out. <laughs> Fuck it. Where's the fucking brandy? <laughs> no, where's the port too, Shaq? Yeah, where's the port? Where's the port? That's it. <laughs> Yeah, but again, I don't, I don't advertise them really. It's just you know someone will have one, they'll tell their friends, oh that was a good meal, and then they'll 
they'll book it. I've I've never done any advertising on my business. Like I say, because I haven't had money. If if I could, if someone had money and said, "How I want to start my own business," I've got money. I would say put it all into marketing. Really? Well, most of it. Marketing is your biggest thing. Like I, I don't have money to spend for adverts or. I said like, like your biggest reach. Yeah. Like the, there's a brownie company that I follow, and she started in lockdown. She's she wasn't even a chef. She's never cooked before, and she's one of the biggest um, postal brownie companies in in the country now. Jesus oh, wow. Christ! And like postal brownie companies. Who the fuck ten years ago would have thought that that would be a business title? Yeah, I know. I know. I've tried. I've tried most of the big ones, most of the big brands, and they're all rubbish compared to mine. But <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> what I want to hear. Yeah. Fuck you. But her her marketing and her brand is on point. Like, yeah, yeah that's it. So, it's so that's fashionable. It's, like, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Isn't it? you know. So yeah, if I had money, I would put it into marketing rather than, um, like you say, the the time will come where you can build up your stock and your materials over time and profit and just putting all the profits back in but marketing is such a big thing nowadays What's like it? tiktok i'd i'd love to be able to do tiktok so obviously. would we man like <laughs> we got I, it's one thing like, i don't i haven't got tiktok i'm not really interested in tiktok but i know it's such a fucking massive un like un, we, us, mate we get cancelled an untapped market no it's, it's actually not as bad as you think like it's it, they allow more shit on there than goes on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, also, we got another yeah. Facebook strike. For what? I don't know. Oh yeah, we've, we're going through this thing at the moment. I don't, yeah. know, if you've, I don't know if you've seen Sean. Um, we've. Uh, I don't. I don't really know what's going on. I think someone's picking on us. Someone. There's. I think there's somebody out there that we've scorned or we've done wrong at yeah. some point. And uh, might be flat out fuck off. Uh, who knows? It might be flat out fuck off. Um. But yeah, we've uh, we we've get we've been in, we've been investigated by our um <laughs> by our, uh, our, our distribution network. We've been investigated <clears throat> for an episode, and they won't tell us which episode. They won't tell us what we did, and they won't tell us this, that, and the other. And we've also had like a shitload of stuff. You've just said we've had like some strikes on Facebook. I've had a couple of strikes on Instagram. Yeah. So I reckon there's someone out there oh, oh, yeah, trying that. to bring down the man. Oh yeah, that. I think I mentioned earlier um about the Sean the Chef page of all the recipes that got hacked. Um. Basically, how helpful were they? Facebook, awful, mate. Yeah, yeah, I'm still getting yeah. four months. So basically, when I, my first brownie page was called "Fully Loaded" by Sean the Chef, and from my Sean the Chef page, I said, "Go all onto this." I had three thousand followers straight away. Fucking massive following. Fuck. And then someone hacked into my personal Facebook account, and from there, from there, I was the only admin. So it just a bit of advice: if you, if you, if you're the only admin of a pet business page, get you, someone else. Get someone else. Um. Because I, I, I didn't do that. Like, basically, at Christmas time, last Christmas, I got a three-day ban on my personal Facebook account. <clears throat> uh, I don't know if you've seen that photo that was going around with, like, a negative pe- um, COVID test, but two gays bumming in the background on the telly. It's not even offensive. It's just funny. <laughs> I put that on my mate's... Um, an outrage. <laughs> I put that on my friend's Facebook and say, oh, I'm glad you're all clear, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm trying to fucking put a status up about cheesecakes I've made or something. <laughs> oh, you fucking... I'm banned from fucking commenting. Oh, like, Try to like someone's status. I'm banned from commenting. I was like, what the fuck? This was three days before Christmas and uh, Christmas time, I always put a Christmas menu out and people are having for Big like... Big trade, like, yeah. Last, Christmas Eve is mainly my last day of delivering. So everyone has all the cheesecakes and stuff for Christmas Day, Boxing Day. 
and I couldn't fucking use my business page because I've been banned on my personal page. Oh, no. Right. Yeah. So people, like, I couldn't, I physically couldn't message anyone back, fucking find anyone's addresses. Like, it was just a nightmare. Shit. So then... All because of two gays bumming. Yeah. Fucking hell. I know. Damn gays. <laughs> yeah, so just a little advice to anyone who does have a, you know, uses a business page and relies heavily on either Facebook or Instagram, just make sure you set up a second admin. So, like, I've got Holly now is my admin of my new page. So if anything happens, I can still log in on her account on her Facebook and change it back or whatever. Fucking hell. Yeah. yeah I lost we it. only have one on ours. Yeah, no. I just set that up. If you just... <laughs> and, he's um, literally oh, doing it now. I'm, he's actually doing it now <laughs> as you talk. He's like, fuck. And what's the other, like the two... The two... Two factor, factor or, or verification. Yeah, yeah. yeah, always. Oh, I tell you what, I was I was listening to a podcast this week. Um, uh, Jack Mates Happier. Not really a great fan of his podcast, but it was one interesting one. And it was about... These guys were on it. These couple of guys that are YouTubers were on about them. Their whole YouTube ha- channel got hacked. And they've got like uh, four or five million, six million subscribers. Yeah. Um, it got hacked, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, but um, what the host said is that his Instagram got hacked once, but it was by an ethical hacker. Basically, the guy was like, look, your fucking, your security sucks. I've managed to take over your Instagram. Yeah. He said, you can have your Instagram back. I'll give you like, I'll give you back all the passwords and everything. You can have it back yourself. All you've got to do is follow me back on Instagram. And he was like, all right, you fucking weirdo. The bloke only had like 20 followers. Um, but even though he was only following 20 people, that was it. But he had like quite a lot of followers. And he like, cause like when you go on Instagram, like from the scroll down menu, <clears throat> they're like, you know, you see who's following them. Like yeah. who was following this like really obscure fucking guy just from America. Kim Kardashian. Uh, there was like a few other YouTubers like Vic Star, maybe KS, KSI, because they'd all been hacked, hacked by and, oh. by this. They been, this bloke had found their passwords on some fucking leaked website and was like, "Yeah, follow me back." So like, like Kim, I think uh, Kanye as well. Like all these enormous people. Like he's basically saying, "Yeah, just follow me back." So when I go to somebody else and say, "Yeah, follow me back," I will get your passwords. If you see Kim Kardashian's following him, he's there like. Oh yeah, well, I'm going, okay. oh, yeah. See, you're fucking legit. That's like, fucking yeah. scary out there, man. Like the thing is that, that like you said, that fuck your fucking that will fuck your business up. Yeah. Big styley. Well, I, I had to start a new page, so I had to start from scratch. So f- from going from three thousand followers to, to nothing. nothing. Yeah. And then um I did a giveaway. I did a Facebook giveaway trying to, you know, yeah, like generate and some fucking yeah, and then likes and shares. Fucking some bastard um copied my exact new page word for word, apart from it was Mine, Sean the Chef. It was Sean the apostrophe Chef. Oh. Profile picture, all my photo albums, all my information, like exactly word for word, the whole... To scam people. Yeah, so I was like, like and share, comment as many times as you want on limited entries. So I had 2,165 comments. That's and, ingenious. And, and this bloke had gone through every single comment. Oh, and, copied him. And message saying, congratulations, you've won. Click no. on this link. So people were me saying, honestly, I was getting like 20, 30. It was like bing, bing. I was like, what the fuck? Sean, um, it says I've won. Is this right? And I'm like, what the fuck? He had messaged every single comment saying you've won. Click on this link. They were clicking on the link and it was taking them to this, you know, oh, hacking. Oh, get, they were getting hacked. Rob the fucking... Yeah. Uh, so I was like, fucking hell, who was... Can't gonna... catch a fucking break. No. Most sorts of things. No, no, my luck. If I got reincarnated, I'd come back as myself. <laughs> 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 oh, 
unbelievable. Fucking hell. Well, I don't know. Since lockdown, this seems to be this hacking thing seems to be fucking. It's just gone mental. Yeah, we, we, we've been very fortunate. Well, I say fortunate, and we've never had any issues like that. But we've got somebody who's just out to get us on all platforms. Yeah. Who you are? I don't know if you're listening to this, but if you're trying to bring down this podcast, you can go fuck yourself. All right, just eat my fucking ass, you yeah. little bitch. Well, basically, that old saying: if it's too good to be true, it looks too good to be true. Don't click it. Don't. Yeah. yeah, you know, don't, yeah. just don't fall for that. I know. I sometimes I mess them. Say, do people fucking fall for this? But they must do. Otherwise, they wouldn't yeah. keep doing it. it, it yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's just fine. don't click on any links, and if you're not sure, just maybe message the page directly and say, "Is this is this legit?" Or what? that's it. Like usually, if we have a giveaway, we will message you or send you like a video or something of us congratulating you on winning. Don't click on anything. And also, Anus. I think that we're we're so like, if anyone gets a message from like what looks like us being like, "Hi, thanks, you've done a win. That's excellent, friend." Yeah, that ain't then, us. Yeah, like we're like, "Oh, listen, it, here, you it, fucking it? useless <laughs> piece of shit. Yeah, you've won some shit. Give me your address so I can come around and shag your mum." Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Oh, you scumbag. What's your fucking address? Now, fuck off. Yeah, if you ever get anything that sounds quite official from us, it's definitely not us. Yeah, the thing is, my my competition still had five days before it was. Before it, I was before doing the draw. Yeah, I'd only just put up and said, "Right, a week. I'm doing this for a week." And it was the first day, and everyone was like, "Oh, I've won." I'm like, "Fuck me, the uh, thing's still going for six uh, days." Read the fucking post <laughs> if you're at a wobble can. <laughs> um, right, so I don't know if it'll, I think what we'll do, Marlon, is we'll do it starting when this episode comes out. I reckon, or the Monday when this episode right. comes out, that makes sense. Yeah. Me and Marlon are going to do it. We've set ourselves a little challenge. No one's. No, no, no. You set us a little challenge. <laughs> you started this. You own it. Right. So we, we, I, I thought it'd be quite funny. So what me and Marlon are going to do, we're going to do five days solid on Huel. What are your opinions on this? On what, sorry? Huel. Huel. The complete meal replacer. Yeah, I've heard of it, but I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't know what it is, to be honest. I was, I was hoping you were going to be able to give <laughs> no, us some sorry, insight, man. but you got no. Oh, fuck! I've, heard, gonna, it, I've heard of it. I really I know thought it's you like, were um, going to be like, "Yeah, you'll be fine," and instead no. you're like, "Oh, well, take the chance." No, well, to be honest, before I started the brownies, I was working a bit on this sort of weight loss company. Yeah, like doing the. So and they now they're doing like a detox thing where you can. It's five days. It's basically like liquid. It's like soup and a, literally what we're doing. It's like it's so just, it might be the same sort of thing. It's like four hundred calories per serving. You've got to have five servings a day, um, and yeah, it's just literally like everything the body needs in one like, yeah. liquid. So we're gonna try it for five days and see a, yeah. a how we feel. B if we want to continue it and see how much weight we lose, and probably D if we want to kill ourselves at the end or not. Yeah, well, it's similar sort of thing. Where I, I did do a three or four months at this place and they've got a lot of good results like some of them have lost a lot of weight and they're saying they're sleeping better they're feeling better I, mean, I can't I, lose any more weight if I turn fucking sideways I'll disappear like, uh, <laughs> I could benefit I've now started wearing large shirts which I'm not really happy about but the, the thing people most people don't realise about losing weight and that it's like calorie deficit you you could lose weight eating cheese, eating my brownies as long as you stayed underneath your you could eat 1,500 yeah. calories of brownies, but if that's all you ate, you'd yeah. lose weight. But you probably wouldn't be full, but... I know this is what... I, like, I know people say, like, oh, everyone oversimplifies it, but it's so true. Less in here, mm. less on here. Yeah. Like, I just... I, uh, and my like, problem why... is fucking beer, really. Yeah, same. That's what it comes down to. Like, I, I drink probably far too much more than I should do. 
Mine's sugar, man. I just fucking, I just can't get enough of it. I'm I, probably I've, similar to Sean. Like, oh, you said you had a sweet tooth. I'm, yeah. I'm fucking terrible for it. I've no interest in like drinking in the week at all. I don't eat overly unhealthily. I just, oh, sugar, man. I can't get enough of the shit. I've cut my sugar down in my coffee as well, mine. That's oh, serious. Oh, big style. You be on the fucking I stopped having sugar in coffee and lockdown. I used to have two. I was a two a day, two in a cup. And I went, I just thought, fuck it, I'm going to cut out sugar. And to be fair, do you, do you have sugar, I guess, in your yeah, coffee? Yeah, I have two, yeah. For a week, it's a, it's like the most horrible thing you'll ever drink. <laughs> but you get and then used one to day, it, you wake you? up and you're like, I fucking love that. Yeah. <laughs> really? You just train your body to... Yeah, you're like, less sugar. Yeah, I, being a chef, I hate not liking certain foods. So I used to work in an Italian restaurant and I hated olives. My dad hates them. And they, I think it's my dad's put it in me, like they're yeah. fucking horrible. I'm like, fucking hate olives. So every day, I would have a couple of olives every day just to train. I'm like, come on. And then after about... <laughs> Two weeks, I was like, I "Fucking love these." Oh, fuck, that is the weirdest Mate, commitment. I love olives. The weirdest I commitment I've ever heard. I will train myself. <laughs> you can train your body to like, honestly. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I would train myself to like olives. Coming out tonight, Sean. No, I'm training. <laughs> <laughs> Green just, olive, black olive, green olive, black olive. <laughs> Seedless with the seed. Of all the things to train yourself to do. Honestly, you can, it's all in the mind. You can train your body. Like I know, I'm totally <laughs> full. That was just the weirdest thing. <laughs> oh, so it's talking. like it's like the sugar. Like yeah, one, one day you be like, oh, it's fucking horrible. You try it the next day. Oh, it's fucking horrible. It might take seven, ten days, and then suddenly you're like, sorry, because you're so used to it by now. You're like, fuck me, that's right. And then yeah. and then you start liking it. You're like. And then you have one with sugar and you're like, oh. That's a bit too much. Yeah. yeah. That's honestly, you can train yourself. I'm, 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 you know what? Fuck it. I'll give it a go. I will give it try a go. Try it for a week. For then... a week. I'll try with no fucking And olives. I, I like olives anyway. Oh, right. So train... oh, I just eat olives anyway. Mate, like... I thought, I, there's only, there's very few foods in this world that I do not like, really don't like. I don't like carbonara, like white sauce. I don't like white sauce and pasta. Never oh, have. I don't. Mate. I know a lot of people don't understand. I just don't no like soul. it. No, I just I really don't. I don't like white sauce. I don't like carbonara. I don't like any of that fucking shite. And there's one other thing I can't. I don't like. But I can't. Oh, um, I don't like white sauce and I don't like cheese sauce. I don't like macaroni and cheese. What? It's I just don't like it, mate. I know for a man that loves cheese, I don't like cheese as a like a sort of base sauce. You haven't had my macaroni there. Yeah, you so. keep saying this and that. Everyone I speak to is like, "Oh, you haven't tried mine, or you haven't tried this person's." I might have tried them all, and I don't like. You any haven't of tried them. mine. All right, well, make it for me one day. Right, I will have it for a week, <laughs> every day. <laughs> you get used. Eat to it. it for every meal, Reg. You might shit I a lot. Love but... this. <laughs> Can't come out of training. <laughs> Spoonfuls of macaroni cheese is piling on the pounds. <laughs> Oh, fucking right, hell. Sean, future plans. Where are we going from this? Um, future plans. So I, it's, it's a hard time of year now with everyone's a bit tight on money and electric's gone up. And I did look, I looked at unit about three months ago. There's some new bills down, Tinknell's down opposite Morrison's. Yeah. yeah. I went and looked at one of those. So ideally I'd like to, well, I need to move out of the house. <laughs> Get all my fridges out. <laughs> Holly can start watching EastEnders in peace. <laughs> Me and my fridges. Uh, I mean, like like I say, the brownies is not actually my speciality. I've got good at it just through keep going and just research and just practice trial and error. But my speciality is actually like the dinner parties and the main course. So 
if I got a unit and got some staff, I could actually branch out and keep doing, train someone else how to do the brownies. Yeah. Um, you know, all my, everything I do is all, I've got all the recipes, you know, everything's got to be consistent. If it says 250 grams, it's not 251, it's 250. 250, full stop. So train someone out, get some staff, train them how to do it, keep doing the markets. I think they're going really well. Hit the website, hit the postal scene. So try to get these bakes out quicker to people, get them all around the country. And then maybe st- maybe branch out and do like the outside catering and dinner parties and but yeah I need if I could clean myself and have about four of me in the kitchen I'll be happy but uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's always the way and it's always score, the if way I could, if I could have four of me in a workshop mate it'd be fantastic <laughs> yeah so that's the plan get a unit get out of the house get some staff and then you know it's like going back to the starting your own business yeah it's hard it's a hard it's hard graph and it's long hours and. Like say when I'm not working, it's trying to do TikTok reels or Instagram reels or even if it's things like searching for the best price. This is all a lot of hours at the moment, but in the future when, like at the moment, Ella won't, she won't remember I'm working all the time. She's two and a half, but when she's like 10, 18, eventually I want Sean the Chef to be a big, well-known brand and I've got staff working for me and I can reap the rewards and have the time off. Yeah. That's it, yeah. They reckon you spend, uh, I think it's 80%, 80% of the time you spend with your children is before the age of 11. Yeah. That's fucking scary. Like over, yeah. over their lifetime, that's yeah. 80% is spent with your children before 11. After that, it's 20%. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, like, I, how, how old's your earliest memory? I can't remember anything below <sighs> three, four, maybe. Yeah, like three or four. I think my earliest memory is like, uh, I remember that was it. I was on holiday with my old man and this was pre-mobile phones. My old man had a phone card because he was constantly ringing work and it had Kermit the Frog on it, right? And hey. I, I think this is where my fear of him came from. Yeah, Kermit the Frog on this little phone card. And he'd, 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 we were living in a, uh, we were staying in a static caravan in Cornwall and he kept running, he kept having to go down to the phone box and put the card in and ring back to work. And every time he'd take it away, I'd cry because I was just staring at Kermit the Frog. That's probably my earliest memory. Mum reckons I was about three and a half. So yeah, that's probably about right. Yeah, so you've got, you got, like, got another year then, you reckon? Yeah, so at the moment, it's, it's good though because I can put a brownie in. That takes 25, what, depending. I'll go play with Ella for 25 minutes. Buzzer goes off. Oh, or I'll go. I'll be back in a minute, darling. I'm just going to get out of the oven, which I couldn't do if I was working in a restaurant. No, I mean? not me, no. Not at all. Yeah. And like I say, like having your own business, it, it buys you time. You know, if I want to, me and Holly take Ella to the um, soft play in the morning and I want to start work at two o'clock. You can. I yeah, can. You, yeah. Yeah. you can literally do you, boo. Yeah. If I want to work till 12 o'clock at night, I can. And if I want to have a day off, I can. And, you know, that's that's the main thing about having your own business is it buys you the time it? Yeah. and flexibility. Yeah. Nothing like it. Speaking of which, uh, massive shout out to our sponsor, Orly Fox. Uh, like we've been speaking about at length, starting your own business, you know, scary things scary time you don't really know what you're fucking doing best thing you can do before making any grand decisions or buying anything fucking horrendous enormous is speak to somebody who knows what they're fucking talking about when it comes to tax and finances a decent accountant which is who my mom that's our main man kieran at orly fox exactly they will guide you they will help you they will put you in the best direction to obviously do the best things with your money to make the most of your tax allowances and all the things that go with that. Yeah. 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 That was great, Marlon. Thanks for your input there. 
<laughs> I thought we were riffing. No, I thought I, we yeah, were going, I, I thought I'm we were sorry. Going. I was on a different world then. <laughs> no, so massive shout out to Ollie Fox for sponsoring this episode. Um, if you could hit them up at www.orleyfox.co.uk and find them on their socials. So they are at Orly Fox. There you go. The link is in the description. The link's in the bio. The link's just about everywhere you need it to be. Uh, uh, the link's also in your mother's pant drawer because that's where I left it last night. Oh, Marlon Savage. <laughs> the only way we can get away with that is because you know that Kieran would have said that himself. So we're fucking grand. Yeah, obviously, you know, hit them up. They'll sort you out. They're fan- He's a fantastic guy. He's running a fantastic firm. And he's just a fucking legend. So yeah. Support the guys that support us. If you're looking for a decent account, head over to there, Um, Yeah, sweet. Awesome. Grand. One more thing to, um, I don't know, announce, tell everyone. So, Carol has said, if we get 700 followers on YouTube by the end of the year, he's going to have his back leg done. What will a tattoo? Yeah. Fucking hell. No, no. That's not good. <laughs> I've, I've already tried to warn him off. He's okay. like, no, I'm fucking if, doing if it. He, all right, that's all right. that's that's on so him. So everyone get on YouTube. Rate us five stars. Follow us. That'll be grand. Yeah, let's, get it, let's get it done. Spotify five stars. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. Write us a quick review. Really appreciate it. It helps grow everything. Like, share, subscribe, bang the stories in. We really appreciate it. Also, Facebook's just done the uh, new reviews for us because we must be over a certain threshold. Sweet, yeah. So, five star on Facebook um, if you feel like we deserve it. If not, if it's dead to us. Yeah, join the Patreon unless you want to get kicked in front of a fucking bus when I see you in the street. Uh, yeah, that'd be fucking great. Um, Sean, mate, thank you so much for fucking joining no us. I really episode. appreciate it. I've learned a lot. I've really enjoyed it. It's an insight into an industry I know absolutely fucking yeah. nothing about that I find it really fucking interesting that I never thought I would ever sit down with someone like this. So, no, thanks for having me. No, mate, no, thanks for coming on. Where the fuck can we find you? Um, so, Facebook, my new Facebook page is just called Sean the Chef. Not Sean the apostrophe chef. <laughs> um, if anyone could report that page, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, I think, well, everyone's reported. I think that's gone now. Right, um, perfect. Instagram, Sean the chef one. Um, yeah, that's the main two things I use until I get a website. But yeah, Sean the chef on Facebook is my main portal. And what sort of stuff are you? What's the, what sort of stuff are you doing? What are you making? So basically, my menu is always on the pin post on that page. My menu changes. Not not every week, like literally every few days. Oh, so you're I, just doing whatever, yeah, whenever. Whatever. Like... I, I, I normally have, like, say, 12 different brownies of blondie, like, bakes. And then when one runs out, you know, one I might sell out on one in one day. And then the next, I'm always ba- I'm baking every single day. So as one comes off, another one goes on. So that menu is just ongoing. So it's always on the pin post. Um, all my information, the market information and postal, it's all on that pin post on that Sean the Chef Facebook page. Just drop me a message if you want to speak to me or place an order. Awesome. Well, fantastic. Thanks for coming on, man. Really yeah. appreciate, oh, thanks appreciate it. Thanks for having me. No, it's been That's fucking brilliant. brilliant. All right, a couple of shout outs to do. So we got a shout out to Scott Hastings, then the people that have ordered in the episode. What? It's been a minute since we've done this. So hold tight. Christopher Blundell, Simon Davis, Martin Bird, Daniel Bryan, and Patrick. Ainsty. 
that was you really thinking about how to pronounce that. That was, yeah. Well done. You will be saved from the bus kick. Anyway. <laughs> right. It's been a pleasure. It's been a chore. It's been all that good shit that goes with it. I've been Reg. I've been Marlon. I've been Sean. And we'll see you on the next one. Cheers! Cheers, guys. <laughs>